Hello. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Wolfdown Live, episode 175. The one that after about a minute, a minute, a minute or two, it's just going to be Bob dancing for the next hour and a half. No. Yeah. I don't think I could. Well, you're going to have to. I mean, Detective Pikachu did it. You got to do it. Oh, too now. no. Oh, that's, yeah. what, that's what you're getting at? <laughs> yeah. I was like, did something happen? Am I supposed to be happy about something? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, it would so- Detective Pikachu comes out this weekend to celebrate. Bob's going to dance for so us. So many people sent, uh, sent me that video of Pikachu dancing. Yeah. And uh, the first thing I did was skip to the middle of the video. <laughs> and I was like, okay, it's just Pikachu. Yeah. It's a, it's a trick. It's a, it's a Rick roll. And a lot of people are saying that it's a ripoff of Key and Peele. There is, I mean, I didn't watch the whole thing, but apparently there's at least one part of it where Pikachu is dancing and it's a similar... Not a similar. It's the exact same dance that uh, Keen Peel do in one of their sh- one of their episodes. Correct, but that mm-hmm. is a spoof on an actual like aerobics. Yeah, like an eighties like thing. jazz aerobics thing. Yeah, that so yeah. they probably took it from that. Uh, unless, because I don't know, because it's it's the exact same dance moves as the Keen and Peel bit, and I don't think Keen and Peel were doing the exact same dance moves as the parody. As what they were parodying. We have to we have to dive deeper, Will. Yes, we do. Because I didn't know about the Key and Peel bit. I only knew about the aerobics Olympics. Thing. Yeah, you know that's I, and I I got that from kind of funny from watch kind of funny. Yeah. They watch that all the time, and it is very funny. Oh yeah, it's hysterical. Uh, but Key and Peel also also hysterical. very funny. Yes. also funny. Yes. Uh, but anyway, hi guys. Thank you to. Uh, Juan Garcia for becoming a member Bat Mabel for being a member here on YouTube Chris Green for being a member Fabra Suna for being a member Tim Carr for giving us $2 and saying Guess I should finally use this free super chat Thank you Tim You should Where yes. are all these free super chats coming from? Is I it have no of idea YouTube Premium? Uh, anyway uh, Joystick Junkie for using that Twitch Prime sub Which I very much appreciate Yes Eric Henley for the $2 dance, damn it. No, but thanks for your money. <laughs> and Michael Barnes with $2. Hey, guys, what phones and computers do y'all rock? And this is when we get all the Android people mad at us. Yes. Let's reel it back for a second. Yeah, let's just... You go first. <laughs> I... I used to... I was a very early adopter to smartphones. Mm-hmm. I was like the only kid in high school with a smartphone. You were, and it was the reason why we got we all got stuck with dumb phones on the family plan. We got like the most basic. Don't phones give me that crap. Don't so, give me so, that so crap. So you can have because I a, I pay for my own phone. Dash. Thank you very much. Well, now you do. Um, so, and back then I didn't even have data. But yeah. anyway, I got the first ever i not the first ever one. I got the the three G iPhone because yeah. I thought it was stupid that it was on Edge. And yeah. then I waited for the three G and then I got that. Yeah. Then I only had Android phones. Right. Up until this, which is an iPhone seven plus. Correct. So I'm a I love Android. Mm-hmm. I only got this because I like the camera, and I I still kind of like I still kind of wish I had an Android, but I'm sticking with this for iMessage. Right. Like everybody else. Yeah. Because once you have iMessage, you just no going back to it. Yeah. But anyway, that in terms of computer, computer. This is a uh, the crappy MacBook with only two Thunderbolt uh, USB C ports. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have been an iPhone user since the 3G, uh, except for a brief spell using a Windows phone, which I don't regret because that was that was <laughs> a legitimately a good phone. It just like it had like maybe one or two apps, and that was it. And uh, I cracked the screen. <laughs> yeah, I cracked this screen and then fixed yeah. it, but then I ruined the speaker. I couldn't fix the, the Windows Phone screen I had. 
Um, but I, I'm currently rocking an iPhone 6 because I'm too poor to upgrade to a newer one. And this is a 20, uh, 2015 uh, MacBook Pro, the last model to have all the ports that you wanted to have on it. Yeah, I almost bought that one yeah. instead of this one. But I was like, you but know now what? you can't get this because they all have that. They all have the Thunderbolt ports. Yeah, I just kind of regret... The only thing... The, my biggest regret for buying this is that I didn't get uh, the 15 inch with the quad core because this is only a dual core. Yeah. And it's it's not very good. Yeah. For that. For I had been, video. I have been com, uh, contemplating saving up, getting a new computer that's like fully decked out, and then like giving this to my wife because she needs a new computer badly. That wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, I will say the computer that I built yeah. uh, tears through video footage. Yeah. Tears through it. Rips right through 4K. Nice. No problem. Ain't no problem. I don't know why the chat just doesn't want to show. Oh, I had it, I had it freaking muted. Uh, All right, well, anyway, we also got uh, $2 from Mezico Mezacal. Uh, I'm close to ODing on Mario Maker 2 hype. Help me. No. And we got. Inject more into your veins. Yeah, just and into your eyeballs if you need <laughs> to. And we got three separate $1 super chats from Bruce Patrick. Oh, uh, no. Two. And then one from Brandon Ramos. Oh. Who gave us a dollar. Don't then, have similar names. That anime gamer for $2 says, glad I'm here for the stream and got gamer guy with $2. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Now stop paying us so, so we, we can, can get into the podcast. The People don't have to comment. When does this start? Um, the first thing I want to talk about to de- further delay the main topic is that uh, last week we talked about the PS free Plus and Xbox Live yeah. Games of Gold. And of course, now is tradition, a week later... It's Nintendo's turn! Yay! It's Nintendo's turn. Uh, we are getting three... Oh, nope. Sorry. I had a button. Okay. Continue. Uh, f- of course, if you are subscribed to Nintendo Switch Online, you get free games as part of the NES collection. And this month, we are getting three new games. Uh, We're getting Donkey Kong Jr. versus Excite Bike and Clue Clue Land. All uh, coming on May 15th. So never next heard week. of Clue Clue Land before in my damn life. Really? Yeah, what do you mean? Really? I've heard of it. I've never played it, but I've heard of it. Good for you, Will. Yeah. <laughs> Tell uh, me about it. I can't. <laughs> uh, well, we also got Donkey Kong Jr. Yes, which, which is I have heard of. Yeah, and that's a fun game. The weird one to me is versus Excite Bike. Yeah, because it's not Excite Bike, which we have already. Right. It's it's versus Excite Bike, which is the arcade version. Well, I looked this up. I also looked it up, Will. Okay. Because I was also curious. You want you want to do it? Uh apparently it got a a cartridge release to the NES. Uh was it the NES or the Famicom? Did it Famicom, come? Famicom. Yeah, because I was gonna I'm say it, I don't know if it came to America. I'm so sorry. Uh but yeah. Cause the versus titles are all arcade yeah. cabinets. Uh who, what's the company? Uh, Hamster Co? Yeah. Hamster Co. It has been... They have the license to those and have been releasing them for the Switch. Mm-hmm. Like the versus Super Mario Brothers. Yes. Don't buy that. And uh, they also did the Donkey Kong arcade yes. port and uh, Punch-Out. And uh, I was thinking... I wonder what they have to say about versus Excite Bike yeah. coming to Nintendo Switch Online for free if you have Nintendo Switch Online. Well, if, if it's the Famicom version... Then that's one thing, you know. If they were going to, it's got to be the Famicom version, yeah. Because if they were going to do the arcade version, that would be a separate purchase, like all the other ones, right? I'd imagine. I didn't look up if the if the Japanese, uh... but that's interesting. If we're getting a Famicom game 
in the NES collection. Is that the first time that's happened? No. Did we get the Lost, lost Levels? Lost Levels, yeah. Okay, we, we did lost get the Lost Levels. levels. Yeah. But it's called the Lost Levels. Right. And it's even the title screen is yeah. the Lost Levels. Well, because they did that on the Wii. Mm. So it's it, that's got to be the Wii port. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what Japan's getting. I'm assuming it's getting the same stuff. Yeah. Uh, Clue Clue Land is an arcade and Nintendo Entertainment System game released in 1984 in Japan and later in North America in 1985. Uh, so it's a launch title for the NES. Clue Clue Land. Oh. Yes. A lot of early NES games. Not very good. Yeah. Uh, in Clue Clue Land, player is a female balloon fish named Bubbles, uh, known as Gloppy in Japan, who swims around a maze trying to uncover all the golden uh, ingots. Uh, Japan is getting all the same games. Okay. So, no big deal. Everybody cool, go Cool, home. cool, Uh, All right. So, get get those games if you want to play those games. Because yes. they're free if you have Nintendo Switch Online. Yeah. Now it's time for the, all the, the fun stuff, Will. Yeah. Nintendo's Financial Reports Briefing. Yeah. Numbers and money. <laughs> Last week, Nintendo met with their investors and gave them a little presentation and then did a little Q&A with them. Mm-hmm. And normally, we get a whole bunch of news from this little Q&A. Yeah. We got some, right. but really nothing too exciting. Uh, nothing we didn't already know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I went through the whole Q&A and picked out the stuff that I thought was at least a little interesting so we don't have to read through this whole thing because I already did it. Nice. Uh, this is all coming from the mouth of Nintendo president Furukawa. Yeah. Uh, uh Shintaro Furukawa. Shintaro Furukawa. Yes. Uh, so these are questions that the investors asked him after seeing the presentation. So this question, uh, goes like this. The sales target of 20 million units for Nintendo Switch hardware that was de- determined at the beginning of the previous fiscal year, end March 2019, was set as a worthy challenge. And ultimately, you were not able to reach that target. They're very rough on... Uh, they the, are. The investors are very rough yeah. on Nintendo. Should the hardware sales plan of 18 million units for this fiscal year be considered a plan instead of a target? The software lineup is becoming fairly clear, but besides Nintendo titles, what other strategies do you have for achieving sales of 18 million units? For example, what new marketing strategies, uh, enhancements of online services, and initiatives with other software publishers do you have? So this uh, investor is uh, asking about, because last year they say we're going to sell 20 million Switch units. Yeah. And then they fell short of that and only sold 18 million. Right. And everybody went nuts. Yeah. Even though 20 million was like an astronomical number right. to try to hit. And 18 million is still a really good number. Yeah. They're on track to beat the Wii yeah. in sales, which is insane. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Furukawa says the plan for this fiscal year, which marks the third year since Nintendo Switch was launched, is based on factors such as a steady expansion of the hardware and software business and a growth in sales volume considering the momentum possessed by Nintendo Switch since the turn of the year and the software lineup plan for this fiscal year. 
Nintendo Switch has reached many consumers in the two years since launch, and consumers are taking it away from the TV to play in even more occasions than we originally suggest. That is bad translation. Yeah. The lineup of software to be released this fiscal year by Nintendo and other software publishers is extremely diverse, and we feel it will be able to accommodate the play styles of each and every customer. Through this combination of rich software lineup and the diverse ways of playing the hardware, we hope to expand our business and achieve our plan for the current fiscal year. So basically he's saying like we're going to put out a lot of games yeah. and hopefully there'll be games people want to play and there'll be games you can only play on the Switch. At the surface, it sounds like a pretty, like it sounds he like, basically said nothing. It sounds like business as usual. But there's two little bits that I think we can pull out of this. Okay. He specifically mentions that people uh consumers are taking it away from the tv to play in even more occasions than we originally suggested yes that means that people are using it in a in a different way than they were expecting right that means more people than they expected are taking it portably which means we're gonna get a portable (laughs) portable only nintendo switch okay that's what i got out of that i mean it's definitely because it is a unique console it's that it's one that you can take with you no matter what and it comes with two controllers, so you have an instant multiplayer system right then and there. Right. So, I mean, I guess I took away from it. They're looking on ways to capitalize on that aspect of it. Yes, and, and I guess the, the way to creating do- a portable yeah switch would do it. Uh, he, there's there's also other parts in this financial reports briefing where they mention software lineup, uh, and the diverse ways of playing the hardware. Oh, the diverse ways of playing the hardware is what you just said. Yeah. Um, through this rich combination of of software lineup and diverse ways of playing the hardware, uh, I think they're talking about how at launch they were mostly just Nintendo titles. That's yeah. what the software was. Mm-hmm. Now we're seeing a lot more third party stuff. Yeah. And they seem to be recognizing the. They, they seem to be bringing up the third party lineup a lot. Yeah. So they're. Talking about how they're going to ramp that up, or that it's already being ramped up. Yeah, well, we just we just got announced. Devil May Cry One is coming to the Switch. That was that's new information. Yeah, I saw that like this week. I ignored it like I like it wasn't new. It's weird because it's just DMC One when you can buy like the original trilogy on all the other systems. That's weird. Yeah, that is weird. Moving on, yes. uh, another question uh, from an investor. Free Nintendo Switch Online memberships, that's another thing. There's a lot about Nintendo Switch Online, which is pretty cool, because that was this fiscal year, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so this guy says, free Nintendo Switch Online memberships were recently given to Twitch Prime members. What kind of discussions are going on within the company regarding initiatives with other platforms? Furukawa says, discussions to work with other companies' platforms are made on a case-by-case basis. Because this is a partnership, there naturally has to be a benefit for both parties. We won't pursue just any initiative, but we'll discuss each new idea as it comes up. So if you didn't know, if you had Amazon Prime, you link it to your Twitch account, you get Twitch Prime, then you could support a channel like ours for free and once a month. And, and for some reason... <laughs> You can get Nintendo Switch Online for free. For a year. For a year. Well, yeah. You you just have to buy it within a certain window. Yeah. So if you have Nintendo Switch Online already, which I'm sure most of you do, you can't get this. Doesn't it stack? I don't think it stacks. I'm not sure. You can double check. Double check. But uh, that's a really cool thing to have. Not a lot of people know about it. And it's super weird for Nintendo to do something like that. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I'm honestly shocked that an investor knew that this was a thing. Yeah. The, uh, the investors this time around actually asked a lot of good questions. Yeah. Normally they don't. Yeah. <laughs> Normally they ask a lot of really stupid questions. Well, I think it's because overall Nintendo is doing well. Yeah. So, but like, they they they're very they seem to be very knowledgeable in the in the products. Yeah. One of the questions was, I didn't highlight it, but there's a question in here. Uh, one of the investors specific asks about a specific functionality in Dragalia Lost. Yeah. Can you provide some background on the recent specification changes made to to portions of the game system for Dragalia Lost, including the changes to summon? The mechanism for obtaining characters and such at random. Okay. Right? Yeah. And Furukawa answered it. Yeah. I'm not going to read it because it's stupid. Uh, $2 from Mr. Luna, 83. Switch Prime Online does stack. And uh, that anime gamer also gave us $2 to say the same thing. Oh, thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you, guys. You didn't have to pay. I saw everybody else's, <laughs> but I didn't want to interrupt Bob. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So, yeah. So, it, it, does, it stack? does stack. That's, Yeah. But it doesn't. Oh no, family, family plans. plans. Uh, which is why we didn't do it. We after we have a family plan. We after ourselves. Yeah, we after ourselves right in the family. Yep. Uh, is there? Do we miss a super chat? Mega Dragon with a dollar. Thank you. Thank you. All right, where was now? I'm now I'm lost. Uh, now we, you, you guys, Q5. you guys ruined it. We're up to Q five. All right. Oh wait, what was the Oh yeah, this we already talked about. This. Yeah, uh, I made a, a significantly changing external environment, including cloud gaming and 5G. What are your thoughts on the future of Nintendo's core integration hardware and software business? Now, this is a question. This is something I saw people writing articles about. Yeah, and this is another thing. Whenever there's like a Nintendo financial reports briefing or whatever. Mm-hmm. People write like 10 articles about all the things that are said in the yeah. reports briefing. There's never one article that's like, this is everything that's said. So that's yeah. why we're doing this. Yes. Because I like this a lot yes. more. I would like to have listened to something <laughs> like this. Um, anyway, Furukawa says, I don't think all games will move to cloud right now. Will's ecstatic about that. Yes. But the technology is steadily advancing. In the future, I expect that technology such as cloud gaming and streaming will evolve further as a way to deliver games to consumers. We must keep up with such changes in the environment. On the other hand, I believe that our core value, the unique entertainment experiences that can be that can only be achieved through the development of integrated hardware and software will further increase in value. Delivering unique entertainment that only Nintendo can create will continue to be top priority. So this is in regards to cloud gaming. Yes. A lot of people think that the Switch is going to have something like Project X Cloud on yeah. it, like Microsoft's well, Project Well, a lot X of Cloud. publishers in Japan are already experimenting. You had Resident Evil 7 Cloud Edition. Mm-hmm. You had Assassin's Creed uh, right. Odyssey Cloud Edition. I think there was another Capcom game that was cloud-based. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Nintendo had like a small team working on cloud gaming just to have their hand in it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's something that Nintendo necessarily wants to do, though. Yeah. Because at the end, he says, delivering unique entertainment that only Nintendo can create will continue to be top priority. That means if they need to get into cloud gaming, they will have some weird Nintendo bastardization of oh, cloud yeah. gaming. Yeah. Like, like cloud gaming and hardware coupled together in some yeah. weird form. But uh, them having their toe dipped in the cloud gaming could also just be... Microsoft bringing Project X Cloud to yeah. to 
the Switch. Well, yeah, because right now the games that are on Switch that support Cloud in Japan, Nintendo doesn't handle that. That's another right. company that is licensing those games and is doing it from their service. It looks like they're completely open to cloud gaming and they're willing yeah. to work with whoever wants to do cloud gaming, mm-hmm. but they don't want to be there on the development side. This is, a, this is an article from The Verge. Uh, both Odyssey and Resident Evil 7 run on Taiwanese company uh, Ubitus's cloud, uh, game cloud streaming technology. Ubitus has been around in Japan for a while, originally launching a cloud version of the Dreamcast classic Sonic Adventure for NTT uh, Docomo in 2011. What? So this is there's this Taiwanese company called Ubitus who is basically Ubitus. Ubitus. That sounds like our dad doing a really racist yeah. Asian impression. Uh, <laughs> they are basically Capcom and Ubisoft are working with them to port their games over to the Switch, and they're doing it via cloud gaming. But uh, what about the Sonic Adventure? They their first game to do that was a, a Sonic Adventure for NTT Docomo, oh, whatever that I is. I don't, I don't like that. Yeah, I, I, I was I got my hopes up for a second there, Will. Well, the Switch can run Sonic Adventure. Yeah, it, that, that doesn't need to be clouded. Did all. you see someone was able to hack the Switch to run an Xbox emulator? I did, like an original Xbox emulator. I did so see it could that. clearly run Sonic Adventure. You're right. Yeah, Which, and, and then the first thing they did was put Jack Ryan Radio. Yeah, on. <laughs> they didn't put Jack Ryan Radio on there. They no. Put, Jet oh. Grind Radio! I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Sorry. It was actually Jet Set Radio <laughs> Future! <laughs> the lesser known, but also very good Jet Grind Radio sequel. The uh, Robert Regalado in the chat says, I feel like Bob bullies the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the bully now, Robert Regalado? Uh, well, anyway. Uh... Oni J in the chat says, I think cloud gaming relies too much on fast speeds. And for people who don't have that, would have to suffer. I think moving further towards it is a bad decision. I think you are 100% Will right. Will would also agree. Uh, Will is the other guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm, hi, my name is Will. I was the, I'm the older brother, by the way. He was originally the guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it is the future. Don't get me wrong. Right. But... We are not living in the future right, right now. We are living in, in a dystopian present with bad internet connection. So, yeah, we should start dipping our toes in it, but you can't dive headfirst into it because otherwise you're going to crack your head on the shallow end of the pool and just bleed out. I think cloud gaming is a lot more achievable than most people think. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we're still it's still not perfect. I, yeah. I think it's going to be perfect very soon, though. I think I think Google's gonna be able to figure it out very quickly mm-hmm. uh also tommy 531 in the chat says i love this channel 3000 oh my heart's broken now <laughs> uh aj says can confirm bob is a bully screw you aj he's not a, get back in your he's hole. just very rough around the edges <laughs> it's a hard love <laughs> yeah all right so we talked about cloud gaming i don't know what the hell 5g has to do with anything Go, well because a lot of people are starting to think because 5G is supposed to be like really fast, like close to broadband right. levels fast. Right. So was so, 4G, but like consistently fast. Yeah, yeah. So like once we start getting 5G like at a level where like it's good and it's usable and it's this guy, at, this guy's specifically saying, are you going to put 5G on the next switch? Well, or because what? the, the theory is you can replace Wi-Fi with 5G mm-hmm. and it will be just as good, if not 
little bit better. Our brains are going to melt because of the radio. Oh, yeah, of all the radiation. And all, there's yeah. going to be no bees anymore. Yeah. Remember that was the thing? Yeah. <laughs> radio, like cell towers are killing Kill bees. Kill bees. But I think that's what they're getting at. Um, come out with a switch that has 5G in it. So not only can you play it in the house, you can play, you know, on the train or in the woods. Or I mean, that would be amazing. That would be. Right now, though? My cell service is garbage. Yeah, I think it's pretty trash. I, I think, you know what it is. I think it's the case, my metal case. Might be. It's probably ruining it. I I know. Like we're we're not. I think we're not there yet with cloud game. We are definitely not there yet with five G. No. Especially when people like AT and T will just change your little icon in the corner of your phone from four G to five G, even though you're still on four G. Yes. Uh, Google and, that. That's a real thing that's happening. And at the Bottom end of 4G, if you have one bar of 4G, it's a thousand times worse than having two bars of like LTE. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and we live in a really good area, too. We do. Like, there should be cell service everywhere. But we, but there isn't. But there isn't. There's like a Chipotle uh, like close by that I go to with my coworkers and I get no service there. Last night. And it's right by a mall. Last night the power went out here. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, I was streaming. The power went out. Yeah. And I didn't set up my UPS yet. Uh -huh. So everything turned off. Um, and then I went to go be like, all right, guys, um, power went out. And my phone had no service. <laughs> in my basement. In, yeah. my, in, in my own house, Will. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, anyway. Next one. In the presentation, the presentation that they showed to the yeah. investors, you compared sales per hardware unit for Wii and Nintendo Switch. Can you explain why Nintendo Switch sales grew so much more each year than Wii did? So he's saying, why is the Switch sales growing more than the Wii sales did each year? Furukawa says the digital business environment surrounding Nintendo Switch has changed tremendously compared to what it was for Wii. A multitude of download-only software titles are available for Nintendo Switch, and there is also the subscription service Nintendo Switch Online, which is something we did not have. Another factor is the extremely good sales of accessories like Joy-Con and the Nintendo Switch Pro Controller. Now, the reason I think this is interesting is because everybody hates Nintendo Switch Online. Yeah. Everybody hates that they don't have a virtual console mm -hmm. for the Nintendo Switch. Everybody hates the Joy-Cons. Everybody hates the Joy-Cons. <laughs> Meanwhile, all of these... And everybody hates how expensive the Pro Controller yeah. is. Yeah. All of these things are massive successes <laughs> yeah. for Nintendo. This is why Nintendo doesn't listen to anybody yeah. and just does their own thing. Because they seem to be doing just fine. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting because... The question was about comparing the hardware, sale, hardware sales of the Wii and the Switch. But Furukawa answered that question by talking about everything but that. Yes. <laughs> he talked about, you know, you can download games to the Switch. Okay. The, the accessories for the Switch. But, like, that doesn't, that's not really about, you know, the, the hardware sales of each system I'm specifically. I'm starting to think that uh, maybe they didn't show the hardware sales comparison maybe yeah. they just showed the total sales comparison maybe because i think later on they talk about how um they were talking about like uh attach rate and stuff yeah like like what else people are buying mm -hmm. and i think people are buying more stuff with the console on the yeah. switch than they did on the wii I think so, so i think maybe the investor didn't really like maybe he misconstrued it right um but either way uh people are buying a lot more stuff yeah. with with the Switch than they did with the Wii. Yeah. Because the Wii sold a lot. 
Yeah. So them saying that they're selling on track to sell more than the Wii or like about to sell more than the Wii or mm-hmm. whatever, I don't really. I think that that's ridiculous because for I haven't seen that. Yeah, you look that up because I I haven't. Actually, I'm looking up the Wii sales. Yeah. Well, look up see see what the comparison. All right. Actually, no wait. I have. Oh no, I have it for the PS4. There's a comparison of the PS4. While you do that, uh, right. Pat Green gave us uh, a toonie. It said, "Hi, snacks. Here's a toonie. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you knew what I was going to say. Uh, also, Bob's B129. Thank you for the Twitch Prime sub. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, as of March 31st, 2016, the Wii has sold 101.63 million consoles worldwide. That's a lot more than the Switch, Will. Yeah. I think they mean in like the second year it's selling. Like Maybe, yeah. yeah. Like in the Switch's second year, it sold more than the Wii's second. But that doesn't make sense either because the Wii sold a lot in its second year. Yeah. The Wii sold by its second year uh, 5.8. Is it by its second year or in its second year? I can't tell with this chart. What? Give me the two first two years. Uh, f- all right. First year. All right. No, wait. Oh, this, this chart sucks. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think... By twenty, by the end of two thousand and seven, which would be would have been its like first full year, right? Uh, it was twenty million units. Oh, that's insane. Yeah, and then by the end of twenty eight, two thousand eight, uh, it would have been uh, forty four point nine million. Yeah, units. it's combined. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the switch isn't there. Yeah, so I don't know where this. He's definitely talking about the attach rate and 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 uh, other products being sold yeah. with the, with the switch. Because I think there's somewhere else where that that proves that in here, but I didn't highlight it. But anyway, moving on. Uh, regarding mobile games, two titles are scheduled for release this summer, but can we expect several more titles to be released during the current fiscal year? Uh, Furukawa says, Our basic policy for mobile applications is still to release two to three titles a year, which I didn't know. So they have a policy that they're going to be releasing two to three titles a year. This fiscal year... We first intend to focus on two titles, Dr. Mario World and Mario Kart Tour. As for our plans after that, there's, there is nothing we can currently talk about, but we will update you in the future as uh, we make those determinations. So that I think this means that there's a third... A third unknown game? Yeah, mobile game that they're thinking yeah. about. I don't know if it'll release at the end of this year. Right. Because that's probably why they're being hush-hush about it, because they don't know if it's going to be in this year or Mm -hmm. next year. But there's a game that we're going to learn about soon, basically. We still don't know anything about Dr. Mario World or Mario Kart Tour. Yeah. We know the Mario Kart Tour is in beta. Yeah. uh, In a closed beta, which I couldn't get into. Oh, because I don't have Android. It's Android only. Yeah. but yeah, I'm very interested in Mario Kart Tour. Think about oh, yeah. everybody you know that doesn't play video games but knows Mario Kart. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. Like whenever I bring my Switch somewhere, that's like we only play two games: Mario Kart and Smash. Mm-hmm. So Mario Kart. Uh, and the people who don't play games will play those games. Imagine that on the phone. Yeah, everybody's gonna be playing mm-hmm. Mario Kart. That's gonna be a big deal. Assuming that it's like an actual game and not like yeah. some weird like some like endless runner yeah, puzzle game yeah. weird thing. Because I used to play Need for Speed on the phone. Oh, yeah. That game was awesome. That game was great. Yeah. It was basically Burnout on the phone. Yeah. It was awesome. Uh, 
All right, next question. The number of accounts with the Nintendo Switch Online memberships has reached 9.8 million, which is insane. Yeah. But are there people coming and going? For example, are people joining to play uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate or Splatoon 2 and then canceling their memberships or joining just to play Tetris 99? Or have most of them continued to be members once they have joined? I would like more details about the growth in account numbers. There's a lot of questions about Tetris 99 or that bring up Tetris 99, really? which I thought was interesting. Uh, we recognize that the number of accounts that have subscribed to Nintendo Switch Online is increasing steadily, uh, corresponding to the pace that the hardware install base is growing. Naturally, not everyone remains a member. And there are cases where users joined during the holiday season and then canceled after three months. There are also new members who joined after Tetris 99 was released in February as an exclusive game for Nintendo Switch Online members and others who have remained uh, members because of Nintendo, uh, Tetris 99. To expand Nintendo Switch Online even further, we need to continue offering elements like this that highlight the distinctive value of Nintendo Switch Online. So he's specifically saying we need to continue to uh, offer elements like Tetris 99. Yeah. So they saw that Tetris 99 did really good. Yeah. So more exclusive to Switch Online games. Which is like that. awesome. Yeah. They're just going to continue to add value to Absolutely. Switch Online. For what is already like the best value in console gaming. Tetris 99 was completely out of left field. Yeah. Too. And I, when that came out, I was like, why? Yeah. Why, why are they... Why why a free game with Switch Online and why is it Tetris? That's weird. Yeah. But once you play it, it makes sense. Just yeah. like everything Nintendo does, there's a rhyme and a reason. Yeah. And the reason was to sell more Nintendo Switch Online. Yeah. And they're just going to keep dropping bombshells like that. Yeah. Well, hopefully they keep dropping bombshells like that. Because that was a huge winner for them. But apparently. in terms of like people like buy Switch Online and cancel it or like come back for certain things... I uh, speaking for myself, I just like with Xbox Live and PS Plus, I'll just buy it and keep renewing it, just so that I know that I have it. Yeah, I, I need to like use the service or whatnot. I do the same thing. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't. I'd imagine most gamers I don't get just rid of things. Do that because it's just easier, unless they're like strapped for cash and they have to cancel it. Uh, Cow, I can't pronounce your name. Gone, Calves with five ruples. Says, hey, just tweet Bob with a nice sales graph comparison. Take a look. So this is for. Uh, let me put it on screen here. This is from uh, Daniel Ahmad, who is a great games analyst. He says, with 22 months on the market, Nintendo Switch has shipped 32.27 million units of hardware. This is as of January of this year. Here's how it compares to other console hardware when launched uh, launch aligned. At the moment, it's tracking above PS4. And in line with Wii, although we'll likely not keep up with Wii next year. Why is he saying that? Why has he got doubts? Um, how is it in line with the Wii? It's that. the purple line. The purple line is the Switch. Right. The red line is the Wii. The, pur the purple line is meeting the red line. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much even. It's like yeah. going up and down, but... That's bizarre. Yeah. Especially compared to the numbers we just looked at. Yeah. All right. Well. All right. There you go. There, there you go. Uh, also, Ooh. he he says that it's doing better than the PS4, which is a, an article that we yeah. have in, to talk about later. 
that it apparently is doing. It's doing very good, the Switch. Yes. It still doesn't make sense how it's doing better than the Wii. But apparently it's doing better than the Wii. All right. Where was I? Uh, we were on... We uh, Q16. Q16. Oh. Yeah. oh, yeah, we skipped a bunch of stuff because yeah. a lot of the questions got redundant. This is another Tetris 99 one. My question is about Nintendo Switch sale, Nintendo Switch usage. I can see how releasing new titles like Tetris 99 will increase use of the hardware, but I'd like to know if you've had any success implementing measures to raise engagement rates with software that has already been released. Furukawa says, Tetris 99 has helped maintain Nintendo Switch engagement as well as increase the number of new members joining Nintendo Switch Online. And when we add new titles to Nintendo Entertainment System, Nintendo Switch Online, I wonder if he said all of that. (laughs) One of the services available to Nintendo Switch Online members, we see consumers returning to play on Nintendo Switch. As for individual titles... We released the first add-on content just the other day for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate to give one example. The release of add-on content and updates like this is proven to raise engagement rates again that may have temporarily dropped. Uh, Hopefully, this does not mean that they're going to keep releasing DLC for stuff. Or that they're going to get in the, like... Like the EA act. Yeah, don't turn into that. Yeah, I don't think they will. But releasing, I mean, keeping, keep updating games. That's good. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean... Keep up support. Like, even what they did with Breath of the Wild, releasing expansion packs. That's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah, but like... I just, want that for Odyssey. Yeah. Yeah. But like, uh, they, we don't want them to go down the route of microtransactions and loot boxes. And yeah, like just that. don't get too into it, you know? Yeah. But they, he says, and when we add new titles to Nintendo Entertainment System, Nintendo Switch Online. Yeah. So... They're gonna. That seems to be working for them too. So yeah. they're gonna keep doing that, which is also great. Yes, because that's free. Yes, well, it's free with the subscription, right? The thing. So that's good. I mean, it's something we're already paying for. So why yeah. not? Uh, I highlighted this without the question. We recorded an especially large increase in digital sales during the previous fiscal year. Sales of digital versions of packaged software have increased with the overall software sales growth on Nintendo Switch as have sales of download-only software and add-on content, all of which contribute to an increase in digital sales. That was a lot, and I don't know what the hell you just said. Basically, Uh, they're seeing a huge increase in digital sales. Yeah. Which is good. Sales of digital versions of packaged software have increased with the overall software sales growth. So people are bought. So I don't. I don't think it's more digital sales. It's 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 relative. Like people aren't buying more digital than physical. Right. It's just all of it's doing good. Yeah. Is what he said. Right. Which is but he fun. highlighted digital because I think that's important. I think that's just what the question was. People. Well, people still think you know digital digital games, download games aren't like as big of a deal as like the package you know, retail games. Yeah. So. Yeah, and there's no way to there's no way for us to track those sales. Yeah, like uh, like sales analysts really only ever get the uh, physical sales numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, digital stuff they usually hold uh, close to their chest. Yes. The last one we have here are what are your thoughts on the risk of a hostile takeover? <laughs> Do you have any preventative measures of or countermeasures against a takeover? So this is another one that people took out and made articles about. Right. Um, if you remember, 
Ubisoft was very close to being taken over by a company called Vivendi. Yeah, they were. EA also like took them over like like years before that. Too. Really, I didn't know. I was that. listening to a podcast, um, IGN Unfiltered, and Yves Gilmo, the CEO, was like on it, and he said he said like they were talking about the Vivendi takeover. He said, and EA tried to take us over a couple of years before that. I didn't know so, that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so th- this basically just means that a company will buy out all of the other company's shareholders until yeah. they 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 control own, everything. Yeah, yeah, over 50% of the company yeah. so then they have a majority share. Yeah. So Vivendi already owned some of the companies that had a stake in Ubisoft. Yeah. Like Game Lo- Game Loft was part of Ubisoft, yeah. and they took Game Loft, yeah. and then they started to just basically buy seats on the board, yeah. Uh, until they were going to own all, like a majority share in Ubisoft, and Ubisoft put a put a big stop to it, or yeah. tried as as best as they could to put a stop to it. Yeah, no, they're still independent, as far as I know. They, they Vivendi backed off, yeah, but uh, I don't remember why. It, it seemed really dire yeah. at one point. It seemed like Vendy owned like 49% yeah. of the company or something ridiculous. Um, so this question is asking Furukawa, what are you going to do if somebody tries to take you over? But I don't think Nintendo's set up in a similar way to Ubisoft. Like Ubisoft so, has yeah. owners and stuff. And yeah. Nintendo doesn't really. Um, but anyway, Furukawa says, we have not adopted what is generally called anti-takeover measures. However, in the case uh, in the case that we face a malicious takeover, which would damage the value of the company or the common interest of the company's shareholders, we do have systems in place, both within the company and in connection with outside experts for such an occurrence, to take all legal and appropriate steps against it, even if we have not proactively put preventative measures in place. This is a topic we will continue to investigate further. So it seems like they're not too worried about being taken over. Yeah. I would imagine it's different in J- in Japan. Like I don't think they like companies get taken over hostily over there as it, often as they do over here. Yeah. Well, it's it's not it's probably not a thing in Japan, but also I don't think Nintendo is set up in a way where they could be taken over that easily, yeah. you know. I mean, a lot of questions most of this financial report was about China. Yeah, and I left a lot of that out because it was wasn't any new information. Right, but uh, Nintendo is working with Tencent, a uh, big Chinese, actually the biggest games developer in the world. Yeah, uh, but they're big in China. That's why uh, Nintendo's working with them to bring some games to China, uh, and they Nintendo says that their biggest trouble with that is that most of mobile gaming, uh, most of gaming in China is PC and mobile stuff. So bringing Nintendo to China is going to be a lot more difficult than just here's a Switch. Yeah. You know? Um, So working with Tencent could be a problem. But most companies that work with Tencent are bought by Tencent. Yeah. And that's why they're working with Tencent. Nintendo is just straight up working with Tencent. I don't know how much... I don't know if Tencent owns a stake at all in Nintendo. Why don't you look that up? Okay. Because I... I'd bet that they own like a very piece, a small piece. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Duffman716, thanks for the Twitch Prime sub. Mehrabi, thanks for the Twitch Prime sub. Uh, Jordan Scott, thanks for the $2. Who says, uh, love the channel. They're model. just working with. They don't own a stake at all. Doesn't look like they do. Does Nintendo have any owners at all besides these shareholders? 
Shiro Azur says, do you think Nintendo should put all games from all of their old systems on the Switch? Absolutely. I think they should do that. They're not going to. Yeah. They're a publicly traded company and they're not, doesn't say like who the investors are. I'd imagine like Tencent might have like, you know, might be an investor, but right. it doesn't look like they're like a majority investor or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. I don't think Nintendo's owned by anybody of any significance, you know? Yeah. Um, all right. Rockin' Val says, hey guys, I'm, la- I'm just landing back in New York. Happy to finally catch you guys live after being away for eight days. Hello, Rockin' Val. Hello. Welcome back to the motherland. Yes. <laughs> um, Eat Your Face says, if you look at your stats for Tetris 99, there is an all category and a Tetris 99 category, which would imply there is more to Tetris 99 than just Tetris 99. It'd be really cool to get just a Tetris mode. Yeah. Just regular ass. I Tetris. just want to play regular yeah. ass Tetris. When I played it on stream, people were making fun of me because I didn't realize that you. I didn't immediately. Re- it took me like five minutes. Yeah. I didn't immediately realize that you could uh, do the instant drop of the of the Tetris yeah. blocks. Yeah. You know why? Because that wasn't a freaking thing <laughs> in Tetris. In the original Tetris, they added that like in like the nineties, I think. Yeah. And yeah. like the any and like the N sixty four version yeah. or something. How the hell was I supposed to know? I, I'm not. I'm, I'm, Playing that guy over yeah. there, you know? I forgot what version I first Sorry, found Sorry, all you youngins. Yeah. I watched Donkey had a really good video. <laughs> <laughs> he actually uh, went pretty in-depth in the history of Tetris. Yeah. It was actually really good. Um, all right, well, anyway. Yeah. Oh, Ian Quinn says, I know in China there are lots of rules that make it difficult for foreigners to have any controlling shares of Chinese companies. Interesting. I, I'd imagine Japan has something very similar. It could, yeah. AJ says they probably own stakes in each other. Nintendo typically buys a certain percentage of companies they partner with in this capacity, i.e. DNA owns a percentage of Nintendo and vice versa. I thought Nintendo just straight up owned DNA. Oh, no, they worked with. Yeah. yeah. But no, they I know they like bought a significant chunk of DNA stock. Mm. I know when uh, Rare was a second party, like Nintendo didn't own them, but they were like the majority shareholder. I was trying to say stakeholder and shareholder, and I wound up saying stakeholder. <laughs> You're hungry. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the financial reports briefing. So nothing like, no, sometimes we get like really good, juicy news out of it. Yeah. This time it's just stuff that I think solidifies what we already know. Like uh, we can, I think we're expecting a new hardware sometime this year. Yeah. Uh, and I think... They they kind of said that we're gonna. It sounds like they're leaning towards that. Yeah. Also, now we know a little bit more about what their thoughts on cloud gaming and yeah. stuff. So it was good to think about. Mm-hmm. It was good to know. Um. But we have more stuff to talk about. We do. Like for example, according to Go Nintendo, there are tons of info on Marvel Ultimate Alliance three. Yeah, there was a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I, I uh, yeah, you well, you got a little word document. I do have it. everything. I, that I put we it got. in the Dropbox so if right. you want to open up and look at it. Um, so we are getting, as we all know, we're getting Marvel Ultimate Alliance three this year. It is a first party game published by Nintendo, uh, developed by Team Ninja, which is crazy. Which is crazy. Yeah. Um, according to this uh, article, 
Marvel is providing uh, the writing talent, character selection, and is watching over, like, to make sure it's, uh, they put watching for authenticity. Like, it's just making sure it's, like, it's a authentic Marvel experience, mm -hmm. like the movies. Do we know where, where we got this information? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Does it say in the article? I don't know. Oh, uh, Game Informer. The latest oh, issue okay. of Game Informer. Oh, so is this, this isn't a leak then? No. This is just information? This is, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Nintendo visited Marvel before the Switch came out, before the Switch was publicly revealed, in order to show them the hardware and software. That's so really cool. That's Yes, Nintendo was the one who went to Marvel and said, hey... Put a game on our fancy new system. That's interesting. Yeah, because uh, Nintendo doesn't deal with licensing that like that much, if at all. Yeah, and if I was a game developer, that I I wouldn't. If I was Nintendo, I wouldn't be like, let's go to Marvel. I, yeah. I wouldn't think to do that. That's very interesting. Yeah. Um, it says here, uh, Mark Sumerak is heading up the writing. Uh, he has written a whole bunch of like. More of like the kit, the family-friendly line of Marvel comics and things like that. He's written like Avengers, uh, Spider-Man. Uh, he was. This is significant though to us. He was the editor of that Sentinel miniseries we really like. Really? Yeah. There was a like some weird like manga styled like Sentinel. Yeah, it's story. about this like high school kid who like finds a Sentinel in a junkyard and rebuilds it, and it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So I, ima I would imagine it's not as good as we thought it Probably was. Probably not, then. but I, yo, <laughs> we very much, we very liked much it. like it. Um. So the game, so the game is going to start uh, on the Milano. You're going to start with the Guardians of the Galaxy, and then it goes into mm -hmm. um, like sort of the the first uh, scenario of the game. Uh, the Guardians get attacked. Um, it, you have to like fight. You have to fight off Nebula, Ronan the Accuser, Proxima Midnight. Uh, the Guardians have the Infinity Stones, so it's a fight between the two teams to you know keep the Infinity Stones safe. Uh, then the next chapter is on Earth, and there's a prison break at the raft. Um, and then it goes into like how the actual game is going to work. So you're going to select your characters at blue shield uh, points, and you could choose any combination of the characters that are available. How, uh, does it say how many characters at once? I think it's four at once. Okay. So it's like the original game. And is this like a four-player game? Uh, I believe so. Okay. I don't think I don't think it's specified in here, but the original games were used four four players at once, and you can do up to four players playing. Right, right, right. So I imagine it's like the same thing. Uh, if you select your characters to blue shield points, you can choose any combination. Um, certain character combinations will give you certain perks and certain team uh, iconography. For example, uh, if you get a Women of Marvel team up bonus for selecting an all female combination of characters. Um, selecting Spider Gwen and and Miles Morales, you get the Web Warriors bonus. Mm -hmm. um, other attri attribute bonuses include Agents of Shield, the Wisecracking Warriors, Femme Fatales, Defenders, Midnight Suns, and so forth. Each character has a general style of attack and speci speciality, um, all of which can be leveled up. And then they get then they give you some examples like Scarlet Witch uh, can buff her teammates, Daredevil can use his radar sense, uh, Groot will whip enemies with his vines. Uh, the roster features over two dozen characters, so uh, so about twenty four characters, which I think is less than the previous game. I was gonna say it doesn't sound like that many. Yeah, so that that's kind of disappointing. Unless they, they're gonna offer like extra characters through DLC, which I don't want them to do. 
Yeah, no, yeah. Be, um, well, you know, updates later on, maybe. Maybe, but, yeah. But don't make me pay for it. Yeah, four characters on screen at all times. Uh, you can customize your characters with different abilities and stats. There's a classic camera option for a wide, wide, field, wide field view and heroic camera for up-close look. So I don't know if you remember the original games, but like it's basically an overhead view. Kind of like Diablo. Kind of like Diablo, yeah. So you can use that, but I think primarily it's going to be a more dynamic camera that like zooms in on the action. But then how is multiplayer going to work? Probably the zoomed out view. And then you just can't get the up-close look? I guess not. I mean, because how would that work? Yeah, that yeah. Is, unless it's split screen. Uh, they're gonna have, I don't know if this was in the original game, but there are synergy attacks or unique ability combos between two heroes. And then, for example, they show uh, Iron Man can shoot at Captain America's shield and he can split the laser like they do in the Avengers movie. Um, yeah, I don't think that was in the original. Yeah, I feel like there might have been something similar, but not not like this. Mm -hmm. uh, synergy attacks are button prompts. Uh, then there are extreme attacks, which are activated by both triggers when your XP gauge is full. Um, these attacks can clear the screen and show devastating uh, damage. I know in the original game there was... Um, but you can do like devastating attacks, but they were like special moves. Mm -hmm. Uh all four characters using an extreme attack at once makes for an ultimate extreme complete with a damage counter so you can so if all four people do a extreme attack it's like the most maximum damage you so can that's do. what you want on the boss battles yeah the other the other yeah. stuff you can just use to clear the screen yeah uh the team is still working on ways to make it easier for the player to keep track of their character and all the action so i guess they're still trying to figure that out yeah, because there's going to be a lot of enemies. Yeah, even in the original games, there was a lot. Yeah. Yeah, because in the original games, if it was four players, you know, your health is like in the four corners of the screen. And you had a giant disc underneath. Yeah, and it was color-coded. Color yeah, yeah, that yeah. was the way to do it. Uh, maybe they'll have a better system for this. The Alliance Enhancement System includes upgrades that apply to your whole team. These are unlocks through credits and enhancement points, and you must unlock points to gain access to adjustment nodes. Um, so there are just very different ways you can adjust and upgrade your characters. Um, I, ISO 8 is an equipable element that lets you tweak your hero's capabilities in a fight. These can decrease damage taken when health is low, increase HP, and increase the amount of HP orbs that are dropped, increase stun charges, decrease damage taken by piercing attacks, and so forth and so on. So basically, uh, there are a lot of ways to upgrade and customize your characters and teams. Amadeus in the chat says, I played Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2, and it was cool. And yes, the combo attacks were in it. And Ian Quinn says, those attacks were in the old games. Yeah. You had a meter for it. Okay. Uh, and Lamont says, the amount of characters is very close to the original games. Yes, they had team-up moves in the original games as well. Okay. I don't think they had the... Devastating attack moves. Though. I don't remember that at all. I remember, I remember that, like they had special moves where like Iron Man would just unleash all of his missiles and like kill everybody. Oh well, yeah, never they had things like they that. They probably did have that. I <laughs> haven't touched Marvel, the first Marvel Ultimate Alliance since the Xbox 360 launched. Yeah, so like I don't remember anything from it. Yeah. That that was uh that was the packing game. That was the that, pack, that and like Forza Two. Yeah, Forza yeah. Two, which I pl I played more Forza Two for some reason. Yeah, I, I was like super into. Forza I played 2. a lot of Ultimate Alliance because I because it was better than X Men Legends, but I just after a certain point I'm like I got I gotta get over this game. It's, <laughs> it's a huge game. Hmm. Um, there's something called Infinity Trials, which offer new twists and variations on battles, and will let you net rewards for completion. Infinity Trials are seen as rifts throughout the main story, but you can unlock a menu option for these trials midway through the game. 
Uh, new Infinity Trials open as you complete very, uh, previous entries. There will be rewards in the Infinity Trials that cannot be gained anywhere else. Infinity Trials have wave battles, countdown trials that put you against the timer, and ability trials that weaken regular attacks while charging up abilities and synergy. So there'll be basically be mini games um, within the main game called Infinity Trials for new ways to get exclusive upgrades. I just want to know how the multiplayer works. Because it sounds like a really big like multiplayer game. It sounds like multiplayer is like really important in a game. Like I imagine this. it's going to be a combination of online, like you play online and also like local. Yeah, but Nintendo sucks at like online stuff. They like, do. Like, can you have like two people on one console, two people on another console? Can you have, can you even play online at all? I'm sure, there's no way it's not going to be <laughs> online play. I mean, I don't, freaking Mario Party isn't. It's not. <laughs> like you, Mario Party has like some modes that are online, yeah. but the Mario Party mode is not online. <laughs> you can't play a regular Mario Party yeah. game with other people. Well, I feel like if any game should be online, like this would be a game to do it. Right. Because it just makes sense. Uh, right. But since it's a Nintendo first party, it probably means you're going to have to use the stupid app to talk to people. And that sucks. True. Yeah. True. Get Discord. Everybody get yeah. Discord. Uh, the story is a new take on the Infinity Stone storyline exclusive to the game. The game will also contain a number of Marvel villains outside of the Black Order. Uh, this article references Venom and one other. I forgot what the other one was. Um, get. Oh, yeah. Uh, locations include the Shadowland, New York, Avengers Tower, X-Mansion, and many more. And these are the confirmed characters thus far. Black Panther, Black Widow, Captain America, Captain Marvel, Crystal, uh, Daredevil, Deadpool, Doctor Strange, Drax, Falcon, Gamora, Hawkeye, Hulk, Iron Man, Miles Morales, nice. Ms. Marvel, Nightcrawler, Rocket and Groot, Scarlet Witch, <laughs> Spider-Gwen, Spider-Man, Star-Lord, Storm, Thor, Venom, Wasp, and Wolverine. Who the hell's Crystal? Good question. Rocket and Groot. So they're, this, they're one character. I, I guess so. That makes sense. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, because, I mean, Rocket's tiny. He could just be on Groot's shoulder. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Gwen. That's some fan service. Miles Morales. Yeah. That's cool. Ms. Marvel. Interesting. That's yes. Captain Marvel and Ms. Marvel. Well, they are two different characters. True. Yeah. Uh, Crystal is a fictional superhero appearing in uh, Marvel Comics. She first appeared in Fantastic Four 45, created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Oh, she's an Inhuman. Oh, Inhuman. Oh. Yeah, because according to Wikipedia, it's Crystal and Lockjaw, the big-ass dog. Oh, you need some representation. For yeah. Humans there. Um, no, you don't. Get that out of my game. Replace that. Replace Crystal with an X-Man or somebody from Fantastic Four. Namely, all the Fantastic Four. Get the Inhumans out of my game. <laughs> Nobody likes the Inhumans. Yeah, everybody in the chat saying Crystal's an Inhuman. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm a little sick of Thanos. Yeah. <laughs> well, We're done with Thanos. We are. I'm good. But, yeah. I mean, at this point, Thanos is like the big bad of Marvel U, so it makes sense to make a game Yeah, but it. like... kind of sucks I'm that it's coming good. out now instead of last year. Yeah, it should have been but, last year. Yeah, that's the way it is. Um, people in the chat asking me to talk about the Mario Maker stylus. No. It's weird. Why? Wikipedia says Iron Fist is in the game, but this article does not. Interesting. I'd bet he is. Probably. Yeah, it would make a lot of sense. 
Because unlike the Inhumans, people actually like Iron Fist. They just don't like his show. Oh, yeah. Why is the Fantastic Four not in the game? This is probably before... Actually, no, because Wolverine's in the game. I was going to say, this might have been before the whole Fox buyout thing. I think Marvel's trying to get rid of the Fantastic Four for some reason. No, because their comic is back. Oh, the comic's back? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Amadeus says, in the second game, it would be four characters walking around, and when you join in another character or person, they would possess one character, and you could switch on the fly using the D-pad. Yeah. Like uh, X-Men Legends in the first game. I remember yeah. playing it with you for like two seconds. Yeah. That's about it. Brett, Brett Young, had. thanks for the $2. Yes. I appreciate it. Uh, Marissa wants Ironheart. Yeah. That I, think might... I think you're the only person who wants Ironheart. Yeah. Ironheart's not a very popular character. Um, all right, well, I'm excited for this game. When's it coming out? Yeah. Uh, f- July 19th. Oh, that's pretty soon. Yeah. Well, that's in two months. Yeah. That's not bad. No, not bad at all. Might be at E3. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, it should be at E3. Yeah. We haven't seen any gameplay. No, we have. We saw like a very small yeah. snippet of gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, AJ says, so like, how are film rights connected to games? Why isn't that separate? It's not that they're separate. It's that for a while, because Fox owned the rights to uh, Fantastic Four and X-Men, Marvel Comics and like Marvel Entertainment would downplay them at every turn. So, like, they canceled the comics. They told licensors they were not allowed to use the X Men in the Fantastic Four. The film rights are separate. It's just that Marvel had no reason to, like, uh, promote something they didn't own the film rights. Exactly. That's what it was. So, because of that, they downplayed it across, like, all licensing and the comics and things like that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, with two bucks. You take that back about Crystal and the Inhumans. No. No. <laughs> you take your two dollars back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Oh, <laughs> uh, Amadeus also brings up it was announced in the same direct as Mario Maker Two. I remember because it, it was immediately after Mario Maker Two, yeah. and I was like, yeah, yeah, I don't care, I don't yeah. care. But I do care. It's, yeah. it's cool that it's coming out. Yeah. It's just that poor timing. Yeah. All right. What's all next? Right. Well, well, we got we got a whole bunch of other. We got we had two dollars from Jordan Scott saying, oh. "Love the channel, Bob." Just you. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, we got uh, Majin Vegeta all day with $2. Huge fan. Do you guys recommend Wolfenstein 2? Yes. Check out our backlog episode on it that we filmed at PAX East live in Boston, Massachusetts. Woo. Oh, there's nobody. It doesn't work. That is fun. Yeah. And, my, of course, my very best friend in the world, LKM Cherokee. Hey, Will, thoughts on a whole bunch of comics? <laughs> he always gives me too many to read. Shazam 5, Flash 70, Batman the Outsiders 1. Batman and Last Five, Detective 1003. I wrote down notes. <laughs> um, Flash Five and Batman and Last... No, Shazam Five and Batman and Last Five are just as good as all the other issues. Um, Flash 70 is interesting, and I like how this story arc is starting. It's Flash Year One, so it's a, it's a retelling of his origin. I like the way it's going so far. Uh, Batman and the Outsiders is a interesting take on the team. It's different than it was in the 80s, and I like that. And Detective 1000, the, uh, the Arkham Knight of the comics is revealed, and I think it's better than the, how it was handled in the game. Because <laughs> it's not Jason Todd. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. No, it's better. 
Because it oh, was better. Yeah, because it was lame the way it was done in the game. Because in the game, it's like, it's somebody you've never heard of before. And it was freaking Jason Todd. It was always... The second I saw the Arkham... The spoilers for Arkham Knight. Yeah. But the second I saw Arkham Knight in the game, I was like, that's Jason Todd. The second he, like... The way he talked, I'm like, this guy sounds like Jason Todd. Yeah, I was talk. like, this is super Jason yeah. Todd. And it is. The Red Hood. He's the Red Hood. Yeah. It's basically. Very clearly the Red Hood. But the comic does a unique twist on it and it actually makes more sense than it being Jason Todd. So Dark Type with $5. I will give you $5 to talk about the Super Mario Maker stylus. <laughs> it's I'm pretty sure you you can't get it in America. As, as far as we know. Yeah. yeah, it's not a pre-order bonus for America. Yeah. It's pre-order bonus. As far as I know. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure. Yeah. Uh, everything I've seen said that it was a Japanese and European pre-order bonus. Yeah. And why do I got to talk about it? A lot of people are like, can I use an iPad stylus? Can I use, like, is it a captive stylus? Like, I think it is a captive Why style. do you need a stylus? You don't. I think people are thinking of on the Wii, on the Wii U. Yes. Because the stylus made it easy to, like, select things and yes. like, move things around. So they probably are still in that mindset. Yeah, but the UI is super the UI accepting w- of... of- a freaking touch a seven inch touch screen and it does look like it's been revamped that you can use your controller and stuff you can use your controller. you can use the joy con to point i think um and they use like what looks like a weapon wheel to like select the character so you drag your finger around so there's no reason like i think people like might want to use a stylus (laughs) just get over yourself guys play the game enjoy the game all right. Uh, oh, also, uh, I think we missed Duffman716. Thanks for the Twitch Prime sub. I don't remember if I said that, but thank you. You did, and I hate myself for not doing my Duffman impression. Okay. Well, uh, Nintendo Switch is already on the verge of surpassing PS4's lifetime sales. This sales, is insane. Sales, sales, sales. This is according to Nintendo Life, who says Famitsu's Japanese charts figures are now in for the 22nd to the 28th of April, revealing that the Nintendo Switch is tantalizingly close to surpassing the lifetime sales of the PS4 in the region. Oh, in the region. Oh, in Japan. Oh. I mean, still. Yeah. PS4 should, should have done pretty damn good in Japan. Before we jump over to console sales, let's quickly take a look at the latest software charts. Note that all of the information here is actually for the week before last, 22nd to the 28th of April, as Japan's Golden Week has seen a delay in the figures being published. You please look up what the hell Golden Week is. Golden? No, Golden Week is um, it's like a big holiday in Japan. What is, what is it? It's like everything's closed and has off. The uh, PS4 title, Days Gone, jumps straight to number one. Wow. Well, I don't think in, anything else to say. <laughs> in Japan? Yeah. Uh, with a mighty first week of sales, but the rest of the top 10 is all Switch. Here's the top 10 for the sales charts. I'm surp- You know what it is? In Japan, they, they didn't go to high school with the same guy that I went to that makes me turned off by Days Gone because the guy looks like the guy from Days Gone. Oh, really? I said that so poorly. Uh <laughs> Golden Week is a week from the 29th of April to early May containing a number of Japanese holidays, including Emperor's Birthday, Emperor's Birthday again, uh, Greenery Day, Showa Day, I guess. Uh, Because the Emperor now isn't even the Emperor anymore. Yeah, it's it's just a week of a whole bunch of holidays. All in one. And it's like a very, it's like their Christmas season. All right. It's like the most important holiday season. All right. Yeah. Anyway, the first 
biggest sales is Days Gone with the. Uh, is that, I don't know how to read this. What one hundred fourteen point three one nine? Is that million? I think that's thousand. Thousand. That would yeah. make a lot. Of, thousand would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, two Final Fantasy. Uh, twelve. Twelve. The, the Zodiac, Zodiac Age. Age. That is twenty thousand. Mm-hmm. Twenty thousand. That's it. Oh wait, the first number are the week's sales followed by total sales. Oh, okay. That make yes. You're right. It's thousand. You're right. Yeah. Uh, three is Sword Art Online with seventeen thousand. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate with thirteen thousand. Yes. And it's three million total. Yes. Yeah. I hate the way this is written because yeah. it's it, they put dots instead of commas. Yeah. Um. Minecraft, interesting, with ten million. Yeah, uh, a ten thousand. Dragalia, Dragon's Dogma, with ten thousand. Yoshi's Crafted World with nine thousand. Super, New Super Mario U with uh, nine thousand. Mario Kart Eight Deluxe with eight thousand, and Nintendo Labo with seven thousand, and a total of forty three thousand. Interesting. I'm surprised that snuck in. At so basically, aside from Days Gone, they're all Switch games. Yes. Uh, now let's move on to the hardware sales. Switch mag- uh, managed to shift another estimate estimated 42,000 units in Japan during the uh, the dates mentioned, pushing its also estimated lifetime sales in the region to 8 million. The PS4 family, which includes the standard model and the PS4 Pro, currently has an estimated lifetime total of 8 million. Uh, this means Switch is roughly 5,000 sales behind, five po- uh, 5,500 sales behind. Going by the usual sales trends, Switch should surpass PS4's total in the next round of data. Remembering the chart publishing delays, that week has actually just flown by. So we imagine the takeover has already taken place. We'll keep an eye on out for this week's sales and share them as soon as they are act, uh, they arrive. And then the sales numbers are the Switch sold 42,000. The PlayStation sold 8,000. Damn. Uh, the PS4 Pro sold 5,000. New 2DS sold uh, 4,000. The new 3DS sold 653. Yeah. Total units? Yep. That's awful. Oh, no, 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 that's no, the no. PlayStation that's... Vita. What? Because that's not awful. Keep going. Oh, my God. And then now under, under yeah. the Vita is Xbox One X with a hundred with 103 units in all of Japan. And then the Xbox One S with, with 52. <laughs> 52 units yeah. in a week in Japan. That's how... So in total, Xbox, the 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 family of consoles in Japan sold under 200 units. Yeah, in a week in the entire country. Both of Japan. Xbox systems combined sold less than the Vita. In America, people are probably buying that many for tournaments and stuff. Yeah, you know, that's crazy. Yeah, that's that's sad, and it's sad that the Vita is still selling. Yeah. Um, P- but the the <laughs> difference between Switch and PlayStation Four is also massive. Yeah, forty two thousand to eight thousand. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, the PS Four has sold ninety one point six million uh, units worldwide as of December thirty first last year. That's a lot. Yeah, 
it's on the ps4 is on track to being the best-selling system ever like surpassing the ps2 but the switch is on track to surpass that in japan right but well no we saw the the daniel ahmad chart that the person sent right the switch is yeah. also overtaken the ps4 worldwide it looks like uh it's it's following the same trajectory yeah it's following yeah. the trajectory yeah you're yeah. right you're right uh assuming this sony comes out with a new console next year mm-hmm. i think the switch will super take over the uh yeah as long as they include whatever new switch system is going to come out this year as long as that also counts you know Mm -hmm. and that's another thing like people who own a switch right now some of them might also buy the switch mini if they make a switch yeah so that's more sales or if it's switch pro true yeah all right so that's those are the japanese sales charts Mm mm-hmm very interesting. Ian Quinn says Xbox in Japan is a lifestyle for hundreds for a hundred of diehards. <laughs> the Xbox has never sold particularly well in Japan. No, like, ever. No. So I don't think Microsoft cares. No, because it does good here. Yeah. So whatever. And they also have a whole. They they own every computer ever. Yeah. <laughs> they, they have a stake in that. So yeah. So uh, just a hair, two dollars. Uh, dear B and W, are you gonna try Oculus Quest? What is that? Uh, I've heard of it, but I'm probably not because I don't own an Oculus. Uh, yeah, I don't know what this is. Oh, it's the um, it's their new setup. It's their new. Um, is it the standalone one? I think so. Oh, no. I'll try it out if somebody sends one to me, or yeah. if I see it at a place. But I have no intention of buying something like that. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, it's not into VR. I mean, you know, I'm a little interested. Yeah. But, like, not enough to, like, make a whole yeah. video on it or anything. All right. Uh, so, let's plow through some more stuff. Like, for example, yeah. how 23,000 fans, Will, of Reggie, our boy. The best. The Reginator himself. Got him a new desk chair. <laughs> the, 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 the. Sure. The people have spoken. When they he re- rallied together. They said, this is a cause I can get behind. When he retires <laughs> is when he gets a new desk chair. So this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen, Will. Oh, now I got to censor that. Yes, you do. It I was important. To... Last month, as ex-Nintendo of America President Reggie fils shared last-minute photos and memories from his office, fans began to notice something which was des- described by some as being way out of hand, quote, his chair was believed to be a 16-year-old, out-of-date model, deemed not good enough for a man of his status. Why does this even matter in the slightest, you ask? Why should we be concerned with Reggie's uh, or Nintendo's chair of choice? Well, because this is the internet, and this is what uh, people do now, apparently. Anyway, seemingly upset that Reggie was forced to sit in a value-priced chair during his time at the company fans began to sign a petition which said that nintendo but anyway reggie tweeted and he said thanks to the team at herman miller and the over twenty-three thousand chains.org petitioners i am getting a fully loaded arion uh chair for my home office we'll send photos when it arrives we talked about this i think like two weeks ago yeah when reggie was retiring now I got to see how much an Arion chair is. 
$1,883. My my good lord. Jesus Christ. The 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 internet freaked out that Reggie's chair at Nintendo was an old Herman Miller chair that was I think four or five hundred dollars. Yeah, it was it was a basic office chair. Herman Miller chairs are expensive. Yes. And a four or five hundred dollar chair is alright is you know what? That's a pretty not good bad. chair. It's a pretty good chair. Yeah. Your your DX racer chair isn't that cost around? It was like three fifty four hundred. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, yeah, everybody was pissed for some stupid reason, and now he's getting a a a thousand dollar chair. I'm looking at this chair, and the the chair itself like looks like a regular office chair. It's got all this stuff underneath the seat that looks like it can do like all these different swivels and leans and crap. I mean, Herman Miller chairs are great. Yeah. You know, but this is a great design they got going on there. I'm going to pull it up on screen so everybody can see it. It's an ergonomic workhorse. <laughs> uh, Arion's Posture Fit SL technology affords the ideal sit. Chest open, shoulders back, pelvis tilted slightly forward. <laughs> Adjustable pads provide lumbar support and, a stable, and stabilize the base of the spine for the perfect balance of ergonomics and comfort. I like the white version. It makes it look more expensive. Yeah. Stay cool and comfortable. Our breathable 8Z uh, pellicle suspension seat and back create eight zones of varying tension for optimal support. That That's that's some, something that I think is missing in gaming chairs or these like racing chairs, you know? Oh, breathability? Breathability. Yeah. You get the... You get... Real swampy over yeah. here. Yeah. It's a big problem. Um, so had, being able to breathe is nice. But yeah. thing I don't like about these types of chairs, like the Herman Miller one, yeah. I need neck support. Yeah. I need my head. I'm a, I'm a long man. Yeah. And I need my neck to be supported. So that's why I like the, the gaming chairs. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is a stupid story that I had to talk about because uh, we talked about it, and yeah. now I, there's a resolution. I, I hope everybody's happy you did it. Congratulations! <laughs> yes, we can. Global warming is still a problem. <laughs> uh, there's still hungry people in in our own country. The Middle East is a is a mess. Yep. Uh, but Reggie's getting but Reggie's his getting chair. a chair. So congratulations, everybody. We did it. Uh, uh we got five dollars okay. from Ethan R. Says Bob looks like Jared Leto. I really appreciate that, but yeah. I definitely don't. No. He's a handsome man. He is, and he's a terrible Joker. I might look like the head he was carrying. Yeah, day. you definitely look like the head he was carrying. <laughs> I had a great tweet, and nobody appreciated it. It was the guy at the Met Gala who was being carried in oh, like an Egyptian. Yeah, like, Billy Ocean, I think is his name. Billy, it was Billy something. Yeah. I don't think it was Ocean. Uh, he was being carried in like like a pharaoh. And I quote tweeted it and said, the one guy in the group chat who needs to be personally invited to hang out. Billy Porter. That's his name. Billy Porter. Yeah. <laughs> My tweet was great. Nobody appreciated it. Because you know, everybody has that one friend. Where oh, you're yeah. like, oh, let's go eat tomorrow. And everyone's like, yeah, I'm down. Yeah, I'm down. And then there's the one guy who you have to message outside the group. Hey, you want to come? And they're yeah. like, okay. I didn't know. They knew. They saw. Yeah. I have plenty of those friends. They're all that. Yeah. All of your friends are that. <laughs> Um, um, I had another tweet today that did a little bit better, which was uh, 
little game. You know how everybody's making these tier lists? Yeah. Make a tier oh, list I saw of your that. Friends, that was funny. Drop it in the group chat yeah. and then mute the group chat. And everyone was comparing it to MySpace Top 8. Which is, is, yeah. it, is. it would be that, yes. Uh, all right. Moving on. Let's keep going here. Yeah. Plow through these. Oh, Minecraft is a browser game now, Will. Okay, this is great. Do Kotaku. This is actually really cool. I'm going to show you how cool it is. All right, how cool is Kotaku it? Kotaku says, now you can play the same old school... Now you can play some old school Minecraft in your browser. Minecraft, a game developed by a disembodied spirit and dropped here on Earth under mysterious circumstances. They don't want to say his name. Well, because he's... They don't want to say not. Kind of a jerk... Like I mean, every, he's a little bit of a jerk, yeah. but it's mostly because he's like does, does these weird political rants. Yeah, and it, they're they're kind of jerk political rants. Well, he's like abrasive about it. Yeah, but it's Notch made it. Okay, yeah. just say his name. Um, all right, we'll just get to the meat. I want to know like who made this and why it exists. Minecraft Classic only offers eight blocks. Okay, yeah, but why is it? all right? And I'll just show you what it. I'll just show it to you. I'm gonna pull it up on screen right now. This might break everything. Uh, it, it's uh, it is classic.minecraft.net, which I had to think like, is this actually made by like Mo Mo Yang? My username is Bob. It is. It is. Okay. Yeah, you scroll down the website. It says Mojang Microsoft Studios. Oh, I actually it's got. I accidentally went to the buy screen. <laughs> Mojang uh, twenty. 2009 to 2019, Minecraft is a trademark of Mojang Synergies AB. All right, here we go. I'm playing Minecraft. Well, check it out. Oh, look at that. It's a little laggy on our end, but it's not yeah. laggy for them. Is it? Oh, I can't control it because it I can't control it because it's late. Oh, there you go. That's it. I'm playing Minecraft. Oh, cool. Can I can I look at the horizon, please? Probably not. You better oh, oh, I have to look over here. <laughs> you better figure out how to do it before the, the creepers come. I can't. I I can't look at the horizon. It's just because I'm remoting into the computer. That's yeah. why it's doing this. The creepers are gonna get me. Will. Oh yeah. There's no like creative mode, right? Uh, Minecraft Classic only offers eight blocks to build with, and it is in creative mode by default because that is the only option. You're not going to be fighting creepers or zombies in this game. Instead, you can build and mine. Those two mechanics aren't all that different in classic than they are now. Still seeing the game stripped of all of its uh, biomes, mobs, and complicated recipes remind me of how compelling those two core mechanics are. I'm just I'm just digging into the earth. Oh, I hit I hit the bottom. Okay. All right, I've had enough. Right, well, that's cool that there's a there's basically like a free version of Minecraft available in the browser that like yeah. anybody can access. Anybody, if you have a computer, yeah, you can freaking play Minecraft. I have to. I broke everything. There we go. That's I think that's super neat. But it's the original Minecraft, so it's like super bare bones. Yeah. But still, it's fine. That's that's I think that's great. Yeah. Uh, you can't do it on your phone though. Sorry about that. Uh, AJ says Wolf Den is a Minecraft Let's Play channel now. Yeah. And Justin Harris says Welcome to the Wolf Den Let's Play stream. Yes, yeah, so where we just look straight into the air the whole time. Mm -hmm. All right, next, Ubisoft store leak apparently gives up next Ghost Recon. Neat. I don't, I'm not a fan of, of what's going on with Ghost Recon. I yeah. think we talked about this already, but. We might have touched upon it. I'm still I'm still not happy about yeah. it. But anyway, uh, this is according to Polygon. Ghost Recon Breakpoint for a PS4, Xbox One, and PC is coming in October. The bad guy is John Bernthal. 
Oh, Bird, Bird, Bernthal, Bernthal. Yeah, old, old Frankie Castle himself. Frank Castle, the Punisher, also uh, the dude from The Walking Dead. Shane. Uh, he's also in. Uh, he's in Wolf of Wall Street. He is. Yeah, I know that. He's, he's a lot of stuff. He's the dude. He was in uh, Baby Driver. Yes. Uh, he was also on Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Basically, as the Punisher. <laughs> a listing for what appears to be Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon game leaked through Ubisoft's own online store earlier today. Ghost Recon Breakpoint is the next game's name. The release date is said to be October 4th for PlayStation 4, Windows, PC, and Xbox One. According to an earlier uh, and since removed post on the Ghost Recon subreddit, Ghost Recon Breakpoint features the character Cole D. Walker, introduced in, the last, in last week's Operation Oracle update for Ghost Recon Wildlands in charge of an enemy, an army of weaponized drones. Uh, I guess this is the collector's edition, this yeah. thing. Somebody said, oh man, it's looking super like Metal Gear-like. And it kind of does. It kind of does, but what happened to the like simmy, yeah. like tactical Ghost Recon, you know? I mean, they ha- I haven't really done that since Future Soldier. Um, I mean, I will, I'll be honest, I like the idea of Wildlands, but the gameplay of it, where it's like every other Ubisoft game, that turns yes, me off. Yes, I'm sick that. of that. The yeah. division is exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, uh, Watch Dogs is very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, Far Cry is just the first Far person. Cry, yes. I want my Tom Clancy games back. Yeah, you know, I want I want like a like a like an old school Rainbow Six. Yeah, uh, like the last one was really good. Yeah, but I want what i used to have yeah <laughs> i want the terrorist hunt back yeah. you know i want a splinter cell that isn't gonna be just the stealth missions of ghost recon yeah. you know and i'm i don't think we're gonna get that no uh didn't they didn't eves german talk about ghost recon in that uh podcast i don't remember if he did he did talk about like they're working on they are working on a new splinter cell game that's what i meant they splinter just don't cell. have anything to show for it right now right i hope that they are, and yeah. that they do. And then Michael Ironside is back as Sam. And that it's good. Yeah. Nobody liked Conviction but me. People and- liked Conviction. They just... It's it's a smaller game when you think about it. Because it's it's, you can complete it in like five hours. Whereas most Splinter Cell games, it takes like double that. I think the stealth in Conviction was amazing. It was. And I think that people were like, we want the old... Splinter Cell. So then they got that. They got like a weird hybrid in Blacklist. It was, but it worked in Blacklist. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I like Conviction a lot more though. I think because Conviction was like much tighter mm. and like much more like fine tuned to be like exactly one thing, and it did that one thing very well. And it had Michael Ironside in it. Yes, it did. And that helps a lot. Majin Vegeta all day. Thank you for the five dollars. He says one more for you guys. PS4 or Switch? If you could only have one. Luckily, I have both. Bet Bob says the Switch. Ha ha. Thanks for all the great info, guys. You are correct. I would yeah. say the Switch. I might say the same thing. The PS4 is great. It is. I have a lot of great games for it. Yeah. But uh, right now... But I can't play PS4 on the toilet. True. Yeah. Right now, I'm playing a lot more Switch games. So yeah. uh, I, I would say Switch. Uh, all right. So yeah, there's a new Ghost Recon game coming out. All right. And then the official reveal is going to be tomorrow at 1130 a.m. 
Cool. So. Oh, there's also going to be a Sony State Direct. Play, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the last one was not good. No. So I'd expect this one to be also at least not a little good. good. Yeah. No, I, I think that they'll I don't know. learn from their mistakes. We'll see. Oh, I didn't pick a tweet of the week. What is this? Did you pick one? No. No, I forgot. Okay. Right. Well, anyway. Uh, hey, the first trailer for HBO's Watchmen shows off a post-Doctor Manhattan universe. Yeah. And did you watch this? I did, and I have no idea what the hell is going on. Speaking of Metal Gear, <laughs> getting some Metal Gear vibes with that, too. The police with the yellow. Yeah. That's the, everybody. Everybody's wearing, like, masks. Mm-hmm. And it's like there's a whole Rorschach cult. And the police all wear yellow masks, and then there are these other people who wear like other types of masks. It seems like they're gonna like, like Rorschach started like a revolution yeah. after he died. Spoilers yeah. for Watchmen. And yeah, freaking at the what, end, forty at the year end old of comic book. Thirty, yeah. At the end of Watchmen, Rorschach delivers his book to like was supposed to be like the National Enquirer, basically, mm-hmm. and you know it's implied that they're gonna publish Rorschach's journal, and I guess they do. And it causes people to go nuts and like start a Rorschach cult. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't... it looked like Osmandius was in it. Yeah, uh, Jeremy Irons is playing Osmandius. Okay, uh, and it looks like the cops or something are gonna try to like reset order. It looks like there's like yeah. rival gangs. And yeah. the cops are one of the gangs. Yeah. Um, I, I think it looks kind of cool. I'm kind of I'm uh, like, like I'm very... I, I hate the idea of it. Yeah. But I thought it actually looked pretty cool. I'm very I'm interested, interested in it because just because I want to know like what they're doing because mm-hmm. it's supposed to be set after the events of Watchmen, but also not involving anything that's going on in Doomsday Clock. Oh yeah, so which is also set which after is the also events. set after the events of Watchmen. So I'm interested to see like what they have to say on the subject matter. What new because t- Damon Lindelof, who's uh, show running it, specifically did not want to do an adaptation of Watchmen. Like he specifically wanted to do something unique and different. And I think that's good because we already got a direct adaptation of Watchmen and it didn't go so well. So uh, why is he doing it? Because he he want uh, he wrote this like really long and like passionate Instagram post explaining <laughs> why he's doing it. I didn't want to do an adaptation of Watchmen and blah blah. Long story short, they're giving me a lot of money. Yeah, and like so now I, I'm doing an adaptation of Watchmen. Yeah. And she's just doing something completely out there with it. I don't know. There's like not a whole lot you can do with Watchmen after Watchmen, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, you shouldn't have to. Yeah. It, it is what it is. But, I mean, we'll see. As of right now, I have no idea what's going on or like what they're trying to do with it. I'm very interested in it. I would like to see it. Mm-hmm. I probably will not. Yeah. Uh, it's because that's just the way the news goes. Yep. But anyway, also there's there's, there's a bunch of release dates. For, yeah, for so Star Disney Wars. Disney recently went crazy and released announced a bunch of release dates, not just for Star Wars but for Marvel too. But we'll start with Star Wars uh, because everybody likes Star Wars. There's no bad Star Wars. I thought they were holding off well, here, on a new trilogy. Here's what's happening: they are holding off on a new Skywalker saga trilogy. Rise of Skywalker is going to be like the last of that series, which is funny because that's an oxymoron. Well, here, okay. Rise of Skywalker. Then we're going to get a three-year break. And then we're going to get a new Star Wars movie in 2022, 2024, and 2026. That's a pretty ways off. 
Yeah. I'm happy about that. But yeah, I like that there's going to be a break. Yeah. That we're not going to, that Rise of Skywalker is going to be the, a break for Star Wars movies. We're still going to get The Mandalorian. We're still going to get um, the Resistance TV show. We're still going to get all the Marvel comics and all the Delray books and things like that. They announced a whole bunch in conjunction for Rise of Skywalker. So Star Wars isn't going anywhere, but the movies are taking a break. And I think that's what we all want. Because mm-hmm. Star Wars is special partly because it goes away. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it builds up the hype. Yeah. Uh, Which, but- like, uh, the, the guy, the, the Disney Bob Iger guy, yeah. said... Um, that he learned from stuff like Solo. Yeah, he admitted that Solo... He A, he took responsibility for Solo. Mm. B, he said we learned from it that like releasing it like so close to each other is a bad idea. Yeah, and which is interesting because Marvel movies, they're firing those out well, left and right. Marvel, and they're all doing great. Yeah, because Marvel at its core is designed that way. Mm-hmm. Star Wars was never designed that way. You know, so, I mean, yeah, we got Rogue One was good and Solo wasn't bad either. But, like, Star Wars is something that people can get easily burnt out on. Yeah, I mean, well, you got the first three movies. Yeah. And then nothing for years. Yeah. (laughs) And then it came back and everybody went nuts again. Yeah. Well, everybody was like, it kind of built, like, this cult following, like, got bigger. I mean, it was a huge movie when it came out. Yeah. But then it, like, just... That time away gave it time to build and grow and fester mature uh, naturally. And then even after the prequels came out, and there was a 10-year gap between Revenge of the Sith and Force Awakens, the same thing happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even though, like, you know, there was the Clone Wars TV show, and there was, you know, the more games and books and stuff, Star Wars is able to go away and then come back bigger than ever. Optimus Prime says, make good Star Wars and nobody will get sick of it. People saying they need to spread out is just plain stupid. Before you get mad... AJ says, in, uh, I guess, spreading out the movies, it makes everybody forget that they hated the last one for some dumb reason. Thank you, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's not all that Disney talked about, really, since uh, the release dates of the new Star Wars movies. They, they announced a whole bunch of stuff, like they, uh, especially like all the Fox movies they acquired. Um, where is it? Like, the New Mutants has a third and final release date of April 3rd next year. Stop. So, that is actually coming out. Can that Even movie. though I don't think anybody cares anymore. And why is Disney even... Because they acquired that in the Fox merger. Right. Yeah. I, I, uh, and it, they it was, just it was, can that. It was done before it was released. You know, it was done before the buyout. Mm-hmm. So, they have to do something with the movie. I'm surprised they didn't just fart it out onto Hulu. They should have done they that. Should've, they really should have done that. Yeah. Um, Don't waste any money on marketing or anything. Just yeah. fart it out. Get it out of the way. But uh, You already paid for it. But They did cancel the Gambit movie, though. Which is good, because there's good. no way that movie is I don't want a Gambit movie. Gambit yeah. is one of those characters that... It's a cool character. Yeah. It's a cool idea. He only works as part of the X-Men. Yeah, or like... Yeah, an attachment to something else. Yeah. Uh, we're getting a Bob's Burgers movie uh, in July 17th, 2020. I would see that. That's rad. Bob's Burgers is great. Bob's Burgers is great. Uh, also, I know you were very concerned about this, um, but they did announce release dates for the Avatar sequels, and it's going to alternate with Star Wars. Yeah, that's so. In twenty 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 one will be Avatar two four. Yeah, Avatar two three four and five. Twenty twenty one will be Avatar two, and then the next year will be Star Wars, and then twenty twenty three will be Avatar three, and then Star Wars, and then Avatar four, and then Star Wars, Ava- and then 
Avatar is so, it's so like, I don't understand how this happened. Meaning, like, look, I admittedly like the first Avatar movie. I think it's a really good film. I think it, it does a lot of clever and unique things. I think it was super all right. <laughs> and, like, that's it. I think people are focusing too much on the... The story is very basic. But the story is not the point of the movie. The point of the movie is it's an exercise in world building and um, showing off new technology and special effects and doing it in a way that's familiar to the cinema going experience. Right. And it does that perfectly. James Cameron, like, yeah, all he makes is Avatar movies, but he's still one of the best directors in the world. And Avatar, like, if you watch it, it is just as good as like it's not as good as like Terminator or uh, Aliens or things like that, but like you can see the genius of like James Cameron's earlier films in that movie. I that I, said, we do not need five sequels to it, let alone one. I think you you nailed it that it's like the big thing about it is the world building and whatnot. Yeah. But uh, and at the time it was basically a tech demo. Yeah, but I was so whelmed by it because uh, you got video games. Yeah, do the same thing. Every new video game is a world building exercise yeah. slash tech demo, you know. But I think because like nothing looked as good as Avatar did at the time, right? Yeah, I think that was like a big thing about it. You too. also watch it in like half ass 3D though. Yeah, you know, the that was one funny. time I watched it, I watched it again on HBO, like on regular TV, mm-hmm. and it was fine. You do not need 3D to watch that movie. I, I imagine. Yeah. I imagine the 3D is just stupid. Um, but in addition to all this. Uh, my video from last week, I talked about how like we had all these Marvel movies that are announced, but no release dates for them. Uh, Disney announced release dates for eight Marvel movies, but didn't say what is coming out on those dates. That's that's kind of bad. We have Marvel movies coming out May 1st and November 6th next year. Okay. Everybody thought they were taking a year off. I thought they were taking a year off. Yeah. Because they hadn't announced anything. (laughs) Then we're getting three in 2021, February 2nd, May 7th, and November 5th. And then we're getting three in 2022, February 18th, May 6th, and July 29th. Maybe they don't want to say anything because of spoilers. Maybe, but for phase three, they announced everything all at once. Yeah, but this is like... I mean, yeah, things got shuffled around and stuff, but... Because, like, they, there could be a movie in the pipeline that's like, okay, this is, like, a major spoiler, you know? Well, we know that we're getting uh, a Black Widow movie. Mm-hmm. We're getting Black Panther 2. We're getting Guardians 3. We're getting a Doctor Strange 2. Uh, we're getting the Eternals and Shang-Chi. But we don't know what's next. Right. We don't know what the very next thing is. Right. So, wait, hold on. Black Panther, Black Widow, Doctor Strange, Guardians, Shang-Chi... And the Eternals. That's six. There's two others that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. I'm imagining it's like Captain Marvel 2. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what. We need an event. Yeah. Well, no, that's like two years out, right? Yeah. Probably. So, I don't know. It's all... It's all happening so fast. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, whatever. Well, we yeah. got the next one, Spider-Man Far From Home. Yes. And then, and then nothing. And right? then nothing, yeah. Good. Give me a break, because yeah. you're going to get freaking Star Wars at the end of the year. Yeah. That's enough. Yeah. We got enough. We need, we need a break after we freaking need a break. all this yeah. Marvel nonsense. Um, 
All right, anything else? Uh, no, that's it. Good, because I found a tweet of the week. Tweet of the week! Tweet of the week! Tweet of the week! This one is from uh, Posh Tick. <laughs> it's only it's all tech. Uh, it's all text, and I didn't realize that is the tick. Uh, traffic jam implies the existence of traffic peanut butter. <laughs> there you uh, go. That's awesome. There you go. I almost bought a tech comic on Free Comic Book Day, and I'm kind of regretting that I didn't. That was wrong with you. I know, and it was sort of like an original era tech comic. You got me uh, My Hero Academia. One. I did. Boku no Hero Academia. I, I did not do Academia with a good accent. <laughs> that was very poor. All right. Well, anyway, we got no unboxings today, so now is when we talk to you people. Yes. As always, you can reach us on Twitter using the hashtag Wolfden Live, or if you left a comment on last week's Wolfden Live, this is the part of the show where we will finally answer you. And of course. Ladies and gentlemen watching us right now, start asking us your questions because we will get to them when we are done with everybody else. This was a, well, three days ago, but I like this one. This is okay. a, using the hashtag Wolfden Live on Twitter. This is Frizo who says, if Sonic doesn't do a loop in the movie, I'm going to effing kill myself or KMS. Well, don't do that. But don't do that. But do I feel free to walk out of the theater. I thought that was very funny. Yeah. <laughs> Isaac T says hi i'm from new zealand or hi from new zealand just got a switch and bob you've been my go-to for info plus with all the end game hype your vid your vids have been great will q is youtube full-time for you guys if not what are your day jobs sorry if this has been asked already i am yes it's full-time for me i will not so much i am a part-timer and i have a nine-to-five at a company that i am not legally allowed to tell you <laughs> so there you go yeah uh, Andrew Denison says, here's some recent evidence that we shouldn't trust Polygon's taste in anything. Oh, and then I clicked on this. Oh. This is the their Marvel... Their ranking of the Marvel movies. Number, number 22 is Iron Man 2. A lot of people don't like Iron Man 2, and I, I'm... I'm kind of inclined to agree. It's like the probably the worst of the Marvel films. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it in a while, yeah. but I don't. I really didn't hate it when it came out. I don't hate any of these movies. True. All of these movies are on some level good. It's just varying degrees of it. Well, twenty one. They have the Incredible Hulk, which I know you like. Oh, again, I like all of these movies. True. But I would probably put the Incredible Hulk towards the bottom. I would not put Thor at twenty. I thought that was a bad movie too. No, people just people just don't get it, man. I don't like the first two Thors. Those would be pretty low the on my list. The first Thor is a very good film. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm with you. I think they're all great yeah. movies. But the first two Thors are probably like the I ones that like, are like the back of my memory. I know memory. that like, a lot of people would put the first two Thors at the bottom. But I honestly believe, thanks to Kenneth Branagh, Thor 1 is like elevated significantly. Well, number 19... Is Avengers Infinity yeah, War. Yeah, that's very low. This is stupid. With the grand finale of the Infinity Saga, the MCU followed a Hollywood trend. Just like Harry Potter, Twilight, The Hunger Games, and The Hobbit, which squeezed three movies out of a 300-page children's book, Infinity War opted to be part one of two. Those films all suffer from pacing issues, drawing out scenes that don't move the plot forward, inserting unnecessary set pieces, and or leaving entire plot lines unresolved, and as much new ground as thanos's story demanded infinity war still suffers from those issues completely wrong about that i think that uh uh end game 
should have been two movies. Yeah. I think they should have made more movies out of these movies. I mean, we can sit here all day and go through the list because there's a lot of... I'm just... Yeah, I don't want to go through them piece by piece, but I wanted to pick, like, Civil Wars number 13. All right, fine. Uh, Ant-Man... Is is below Ant Man and the Wasp? That's not correct. Iron Man three is number ten, which a lot of people hate. Yeah, the Avengers is nine. Uh, the first Iron Man's number eight. Yeah, a uh, Winter Soldier, which is one of the best yeah. Marvel movies, is number seven. Uh, what is it? Ragnarok is pretty high. Right, fine. Yeah. Endgame is pretty high. Spider Man Homecoming is three, which I would yeah. put pretty high. Also, mm-hmm. Black Panther is number two, which was also a great movie. Yeah. Uh, and then Captain America 1 is number one. Which is garbage. <laughs> really? Uh, that, uh, no, it's a great movie. Yeah. Does not deserve it's not number better, one. It's not better than all. Winter Soldier. I don't even know if I would put it in top ten. Really? Like, it's a great movie, yeah. but it's not that great. You know? There's so many, you, freaking Endgame, yeah. Spider-Man Homecoming, Black Panther, and you're going to, uh, Winter Soldier, and you're going to put freaking the first Captain America I as mean, number one. The first Captain America is... Uh, one of the best, I would say. I say it's better than the Civil War. Okay. But Still, look, there's so many other better movies than that. Once Far From Home comes out, I will do the Wolf Den definitive list of ev- ranking every Marvel movie. That's a promise. And you can take that to the bank and show that to everybody um, as the official ranking of all the marvel films just don't ask me to do it again every time another movie comes out <laughs> that's why i was waiting for far from home because i figured just do it all at once right right muhammad hater says minor spoiler but not really for endgame uh we talk oh this was so yeah this was something this was the thing that this is a confusing moment this yeah. is a thing that last week i I realized this after the spoiler timer ran out. Yeah. So I was going to tell... I told Will after the, yeah. the And the I don't even remember what I told you. We both kind of decided that it was it was weird. Yeah. But we came to the... I don't want to say it. I don't want to yeah. say the spoiler. Well, I mean, it's kind of implied in the Far From Home trailer that came out. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, I'm just not going to... I'm not right. gonna, I'm not doing it. I'm not going okay. there. We're not going there. But I... Muhammad Hayer, I agree with you. There, but but every, everybody's fine. <laughs> I'm sure there will be some explanation for it. They all, they all, the what happened to them happened to all of them, and yeah. then now they're all back. No. It's fine. Uh, I'm not giving you two, Frizo. You get one. Everybody gets one. <laughs> Falto says, "I fear Sony will migrate uh, Spidey back to their universe." I'm. If I'm correct, the deal between Sony and Marvel ends after Far From Home. And since that movie will have uh, multiverses, they might migrate him. What do you guys think about this? I think they have too sweet of a deal with Marvel right now to do, to do that. I think it's possible Sony could just take it back and, yeah. like, and be like, okay, you guys did a great thing. I'm taking it back. Yeah. But that'd be really dumb of them. That would be. And... Uh, also, the whole multiverse thing, I read a little theory and I kind of agree with it, I think. What is I, it? Because we already see that Mysterio is like clearly not a hero. He's yeah. clearly tricking them into thinking that he's a hero. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there is no multiverse. I think that Mysterio is making it up. Yeah, I mentioned that in my video today. I, like, I, he could very well be lying. Yeah. Like, in, like he's just making all this up. I, I, um, I agree with that. I mean, on the one hand, like, 
I kind of like it's probably their way of like tying in into the Spider Verse and Venom and all that other stuff into like one big Spider Man multiverse. It also opens the door for like you know other Marvel multiverses as well. Um, but in terms of like Sony taking Spider Man away from Marvel, even if they do, we might be in a situation where Marvel can still use Tom Holland as Spider Man. Like the way they use Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk. They don't make solo Hulk movies because Universal has a say in that. But they'll throw the Hulk in the Avengers movies because Marvel has a say in that. Right. Just like I don't think they have to ask permission from Sony to put Spider-Man in Endgame and Civil War and movies like that. I mean, it could, it, if they do multiverse, then they could explain how there's like multiple like yeah. uh, Spider-Man storylines happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. Eli and Nora, Bob, where do you get, where did you get that amazing squishy Kirby? I need it and will. I got a Scarlet Witch comic and loved it. Do you have any uh, recommendations for any of her comics? Uh, hold on, let me just look up the ones. I heard uh, that Vision comic with the Vision fan, the family of yeah. Visions is like amazing. Yeah, I have that. I haven't read it yet though. It's by, it's by Tom King, who's excellent. Um, if you read the Scarlet Witch series by James Robinson, that was the one I would have recommended to you. Um, but also check out House of M. That's the one where she goes crazy and uh, creates alternate reality, confusing everybody. As for the Squishy Kirby, I got it at our local comic book shop. Yeah. But they have them on Amazon. It smells like strawberries. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Uh, but it was in a blind bag. I don't know if they're blind on Amazon. Uh, and they're expensive on Amazon. Brandon frfx says will they're not called elementals well i know that the water when is called the water one is called hydro man thanks to funko but i don't know the other names i don't know what the hell he's talking about uh so in spider-man far from home you see like mysterio attacking all those like like the water guy and the fire guy uh i'm pretty sure they're like at least for the purposes of the movie they're called the elementals mm -hmm. and yeah the water guy is um hydro man uh, I forgot. I want to say the other one is magma. I'm looking it up. Yeah, they're the elementals. <laughs> wrong, Brandon. You're wrong. Also, I'm pretty sure they're not real. Yeah, I think I think it's it's different from the comic book elementals. Mm -hmm. They're just they're using that name to, uh, you know, for the purposes of this movie. Trep says, are you guys going to see the new Detective, uh, the new Pokemon movie this week? I'm actually seeing it tomorrow, and I forgot that I'm seeing it. So the stream tomorrow might be weird. I might stream early. I might not stream at all. I forgot. I'm going to try I'm gonna try and see it this weekend. I, don't, I can't guarantee that I will, but I really want to. I'm going to drag my wife to it so she becomes a Pokemon fan. I think that your, li your wife, your life will very much enjoy it. Yes. <laughs> Uh, John says, are you Wolf Bros going to be at New York Comic Con this year? We are. We are. I, I'm waiting press for passes. a high five. Oh. <laughs> also, would it be worth it picking up PS4 at this point? Been playing a buddy's uh, PS4 Spider-Man and really digging it and never played any of the PlayStation exclusives like The Last of Us, Horizon Zero Dawn, etc. I think if there's a specific game you want to play, then yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but like... Or games that you want to play. They, it's sold out now, but they brought back for like an hour the $200 Spider-Man bundle from Black Friday. Damn. Yeah. It like sold out really fast, but yeah. If you can yeah. get a good deal, freaking yeah, absolutely. Uh, Molten Man is the other guy, so it's Hydro Man and Molten Man. Jordan, 
in uh, using hashtag World Alive. Favorite multiplayer online games for Xbox One and Go. I don't think I've played a single multiplayer. I think you game can do Cuphead online multiplayer. Yeah, I think. No, no, you. I don't know. Never mind. I take it back. A way out. Oh yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, that's a really good multiplayer game. Uh, PUBG mm-hmm. is good, except for the glitches. But now Apex Legends exists, so just play Apex Legends. Um, and that's it. And the last one I'm reading here is from N M N P Games. Who says, one, did you see the Detective Pikachu movie leak? Pretty funny. Yes, we did. Yes. Uh, two, Black Bolt is my new favorite superhero. Can't wait to see him in the MCU. Uh, he is already in the MCU. He was on that TV show, The Inhumans, which you probably didn't watch because nobody watched that because <laughs> nobody likes The Inhumans. Three, do you think people like the Living Tribunal and the one above all would be in the MCU? Um, they the they almost Tribunal. put the Living Tribunal in Endgame. So we almost had him. Who is it? What is he, it? He's a character with three heads who basically like judges oh, okay. things. I do know the one above all. He's like yeah. basically God. Yeah. And uh, I, I just, I think that's a character that like, it's just, it's one of those things. It's like too powerful to work. Yeah. You know? Well, I think now that they've done like Infinity War and they're going to do things like the Eternals and they're bringing in, you know, multiverses. I think we're getting closer and closer to doing weird stuff in the MCU. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I think we'll be able to do things like the one above all, uh, the living embodiment of eternity, uh, things like that. Oh, yeah. We're also getting, uh, what's his name? The Guardians of the Galaxy at the end of Guardians 2. Uh, Adam Warlock. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, real quick, multiplayer games for the Xbox One, because I, I found my list. Uh, Doom, Injustice 2, uh, Halo the Master Chief Collection. They fixed it, so you can give that a shot. Uh f- Titanfall 2. Titanfall 2 is amazing. Yeah. Well, no, just get Apex Legends. Oh, yeah. It's free. Mm-hmm. All right, from last week's, we're going to plow through these. Right. Mayas Mazima says, oh, nice podcast to chill and listen to. Will, tweet of the week, tweet of the week, tweet of the week. Uh, Joe Dog 3515 Will. Yes. I love that you're the comic book guy, but you always end up knowing way more about video games than Bob. LOL, still love you though, Bob. He knows way more about every media franchise in the world than i do i have a sickness yeah so or yeah you know he this is why he's here yeah is that he's the 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 knowledge base yeah my 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 brain is um like like those conspiracy theory boards with the red string just connecting all different types of pop culture together yeah he he's he's that guy yeah i am not that guy Mm mm-hmm uh, Alex O'Donnell, when, when I do like trivia and stuff, yeah. I freeze up. <laughs> I can't do it. I mean, I'll, like, it's it, hard. If something super easy, I'm just like, I it's know the ha- answer. It's what hard is it? because, like, if you put, because, like, even I, if I'm put on the spot, I'll be like, ah, but, you know. Alex O'Donnell, guys, the beer that, the, that Thor drinks throughout Endgame is from a local brewery where I live in Athens, Ga, Creature, Comfort. Georgia. Oh, George, that's Georgia. Athens, <laughs> Georgia. <laughs> but he's he's in like the he's in like Scandinavia. Isn't but he? they film in Atlanta. Oh, so he just bought a beer from there. That's, I guess that seems like something they would not do. That seems like why would you do that? They're probably buy a Scandinavian. I beer. don't know. They probably didn't think anyone would know. 
which was spawned from the brewery I work at and is actually a rival brewery. Me and a coworker went to see it, and you can imagine the look on our face when we saw a small local beer in probably the biggest movie of all time. Ridiculous, man. I need to get some of this beer. Creature yeah. Comforts? Uh, I know a guy in Georgia. Yes. You can probably try to see so well, how do you ship-, ship beer. There's like all these weird rules about it. I think you have to be licensed. He works at the post office. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so there you go. M- Mr. Eversberg says Starship Troopers isn't fascist. I forgot why like, I brought it up. I compared something to Starship Troopers minus the fascism. Starship Troopers has fascist elements to it because it's a commentary on the idea of fascism. That's what I was getting at. The movie kind of like tweaks it a little bit so like it's not as noticeable as it is in the book the book is very much like uh like heavy-handed with his fascist overtones the movie kind of like plays it up for laughs in a way so smod 710 gives some avengers spoilers so i don't know if i want to read it but uh he said he learned something uh but that's what I get for spending too much time on YouTube, he says. So he like basically got it ruined for him. Yeah. But, uh, Are you saying that like something in the promotional art like ruined it? Yeah, him? but I don't think I, I still it was so different than the promotional art. Yeah, you know? it wound so, up being yeah. So yeah. I I don't really buy that. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, now we're actually in the chat. Yes. We got Mark Thomas who gave us a buck, and that's it. Well, thank you. <laughs> Wait, did Majin? But he gives five. I don't know. That was before. yeah. Yeah. No, we're good. We're good. We're all caught up. Oh, now we got two bucks from just the hair. Though not one hundred percent legal, send it and say it's soda. <laughs> True. Yeah. Uh, Marissa says live action Spider Gwen, please. Eric Henley says Fireman, Water Boy, Dirt Guy, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds about right. More money. Mark Thomas with another dollar. Thank, oh, thank you. you. Eric says, if you put it in a box, how will they know what it is? If they just like shake it around. It's true. Yeah. I always got a little weirded out when, when like I go to like the post office and I give them a box and then yeah. they go, what's in this? And it's like, aren't you supposed- not supposed to ask? Yeah. Me? Like, aren't, do I have to tell you? Yeah. And I tell, you know, it's never yeah. anything crazy. It's a box of dildos. Yeah. Uh, uh, Graham. Gra- oh. I was going to read. You read, Graham. All right. What would you think? uh, What would you all think if the Switch Mini had no dock, but instead a dongle that attached to the TV that would allow you to to switch and wirelessly stream from from the portable? I think I'd be totally cool with that. I don't think it would be wireless because then that introduces lag. Oh, no. Did you say it would be wireless? Yeah. Oh, yes. I think that'd be cool. I think that's not going to happen. Yeah. Because that's... I, I, I thought maybe like an HDMI port in the in the console yeah. itself or something. Um, or just a little like... A way to connect the Switch Mini to a... But to build the dock into the Switch Mini. Yeah. Is basically what I'm saying. But then you would need a controller. Right. Which is fine. Yeah. To buy a controller. I think you know? if anything... They're, like you know that, um, that Switch stand that's just basically like... Do we have it in here? We have it in here. Yeah right here i think it's yeah in the corner yeah. over there like they're gonna come out with something like this probably bigger that you can just put the switch in right and that would be the dock and i think that would make the most sense. well 
it, yeah, it just they just need something like this. Yeah, that just has an HDMI port. The dock could be so small. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I would like a, a Switch Mini that can also be plugged into a TV in yeah. some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Uh, f- Mark Thomas. Will, did you get a Shao Kahn code for Switch? I ended up with an extra one. Uh, DM me on Twitter. <laughs> at Will Wolf, damn it. No, because I, I didn't pre-order. I just bought it like after it came out. Mm-hmm. So, I did not get my Shao Kahn We don't Kahn pre-order code. things. Because we don't. Except maybe Mario Maker 2 if I can get a stylus. Just pack it real well. Say it's a glass vase for your grandma. Talking about the beer still. Yeah. Deception John, what unannounced characters would you guys like to see in Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3? They had they picked they pretty much nailed all the they cover like the the big ones, I think, because I'm, I'm th- remembering the other ones have like more X Men in them. They had the Fantastic Four, all four members. That's the weird thing is that there's no Fantastic Four. Yeah, I mean, there was this was probably in development back when there was still the Fantastic Four embargo. Mm-hmm. So, um, that'd be nice to add them back. Um, yeah, because otherwise they have like pretty much everybody you would want. Maybe Winter Soldier, but. Justin Harris says, Will, do you think they could use the multiverse to bring in Miles and have two live-action Spider-Men and maybe even a live-action Spider-Gwen? Yes, but here's the thing. Peter Parker is still in high school, and the dynamic between Miles and Peter right now is that, you know, Miles is the mentor and Peter's... and uh, No, Miles is the apprentice and Peter is the mentor. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how that, like, that would work. Miles is in... He's in uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, isn't he? Isn't he's, refer- he's referenced in Spider-Man Homecoming. We don't know... Donald Glover wasn't Miles Morales? No, Donald Glover was Miles Morales' uncle. Uh, he was he was Prowler. Oh, right, 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 right. So. All right. So Miles Morales exists in that universe. Mm-hmm. This is the last one I'm reading. Mm-hmm. Isaac says, Do you think we'll ever have GameCube games on the Switch? Yes. Yes. And then he says through some sort of virtual console. I I think that the they'll, GameCube is something they'll do individually. Yeah, they'll probably like Wind Waker HD that. I think they've been working on it since before the Switch even yeah. came out. Because there's been rumors since before the Switch came out that there were three GameCube games they were going to have on the next console. And yeah. uh, uh, we haven't heard a damn thing about it. But I think that that's something that they're working on that we're going to get. Mm-hmm. But before that, what about some freaking SNES games? You know? Yeah. And some N64 games. We don't even know if they're releasing a classic console this year. All right. I'm done. Thanks for hanging out. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching us. Thank you for chatting with us. As always, Wolfden Live is every single Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern right here on YouTube.com slash Wolfden. If you can't make the show for any reason at all, it is Riverdale night after all. You can always catch the show as an archive version on Thursday for you to watch on demand whenever you want. If you prefer to listen to us rather than watch us, you can do that as well. We are also an audio podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. And if you listen to us on any of those platforms, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us because that helps us with placement on those respective stores. Tronza Bear, the one and only in the chat, says, have you seen the GameCube Switch doc? Yes. Stop asking me. <laughs> I hate it because it freaking cannibalizes yeah. a, a GameCube. You're ruining a GameCube yeah. in order to be i don't know to have some retro nostalgia i hate it so yeah. much it's like those people who like cannibalize like nes's to put a 
Raspberry Pi or a DVD player yeah, in there. Yeah, stop. Yeah, don't do that. Anyway, thanks for hanging out. Uh, I might see you tomorrow for a stream on twitch.tv slash wolfden, but mm-hmm. I don't know because I want to see Detective Pikachu. But I'll be back here on Sunday to stream something. I don't know. You guys know the drill. Figure it out. Thank you guys very much for watching. See you later. Uh, goodbye. Bye.